0: What's up everybody, this is Edgar Martin from the Q&E podcast just bringing you this message that today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. It could be sports, entertainment, or anything else that you feel people might want to listen to. Once again, that's podgo.co, P-O-D-G-O dot dot C-O, podgo.co. You are now listening to the Q and E
1: podcast. Is this what you
0: want? Huh? Is this what you want?
1: Well, Coming in, goddamn it! What's up, everybody? You're listening to the Q and E podcast. You're here with your boy Q Hicks right now. I got Egga on the other line. Egga, tell the people what's good.
0: What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Q and E podcast. And for this podcast, we want to start it off by announcing the winners of the Q&E Podcast Anniversary Contest. For those of you who did not know, me and Quincy celebrated our one-year anniversary for the podcast this past Sunday on the 25th. So we decided to have a contest for our loyal listeners and watchers who've been with us this ride. So what we had happen was we had people subscribe to the YouTube, fill out a Google Doc form, and from that form over the past week or so, we had people rack up, rack up, sign up, And we did a pinwheel spin thing and picked three winners. The first place winner is Denisha Thornton. Congratulations to her. You get your choice of a Black Amir hat or shirt. So we tagged her on the um, tweet and everything, all the other social media, so she knows by now. Second place winner who wins $10, Black Larry Williams <laughs> okay. was not expecting that. Was not expecting that. So yeah. black gets ten dollars for being second place. And third place, Joe Sadler. Congratulations. The Congratulations. Saddleman. The yeah. Saddleman. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> no, don't uh, you that Whoa. Can Whoa. <laughs> You can say Tanny Wagon. I, can I don't say know the
1: Tanny though. I don't know the Tanny. but Saddle, <laughs> I know Joe. So that's it's weird when you say <laughs> so, Saddle Man.
0: Congratulations to the three winners. You all will get your prizes. Um, over the next 24 hours, we'll get in contact with y'all on how to give y'all y'all prizes. And we will also talk to you on when you'll be able to join us for an episode of your choosing to talk about whatever you want to talk about in the near future. So, congratulations yeah. to y'all again. Hopefully, we can do more sweepstakes and uh competitions like this in the near future. For we got holidays coming up, the new year is coming. So uh, we we got a lot of rebranding to do and uh, getting our name out there. So I feel like this is a great way to continue to do that with these yeah. contests. So people can get more urgency with clicking that subscribe button, clicking yeah. that follow button. And
1: they're going to get bigger and better too, bro. Over time, they're going to keep getting bigger and better, man. We're going to keep the uh black, the black culture emphasis on the the contest as well. So black Amir is going to keep continue to be black owned stuff. So, uh, content of uh, black owned content, black owned clothing, or whatever, Going to keep pushing that, and also, uh, money is gonna go up as well. We're gonna more money as well, man. Over the holidays, just like I said, so over Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's around, sometime like that, there's gonna be another contest. So, definitely be on the lookout, bro. We appreciate everybody who signed up and joined, bro. Definitely appreciated that. But first, before we dive into the sports, I do want to say rest in peace to Walter Wallace Jr., bro. I seen that on my TL yesterday, brother. We already talked about it before with with George Floyd and the other killings that happened over this past year, man. But it was another one, man. Another senseless killing by the police. Uh, Walter uh, Walter Wallace Jr. was somebody who had a mental illness. Uh, The family called the cops or called the ambulance to pick him up so he can seek help. Police ended up coming. They couldn't get him uh, detained. So they were chasing him around, and then just eventually shot him. Uh, I
0: think he had a knife too, didn't he? He had a uh, knife. they
1: they said he had a knife, so i but I couldn't see from the video I couldn't see
0: they say he had a knife I seen the video and I couldn't really tell either, but they said he had a knife in his hand, but he wasn't really trying to harm anyone. It was just the fact that he had a knife, but I'm like, bro, there's so many situations where people have had knives and actually going at police and they don't shoot, so it's right. like come on, man. We just, we in another situation again. This this is why I said, I said this months ago, um, right after George Floyd, I was like, I'm I'm numb to the shit, bro. I'm numb to it. It's like, I'm decent. I'm completely des- desensitized. Like it's, I'm pissed off. I just want to see better. I, I know it's not going to end. These are going to continue to happen, but the goal is to decrease it as much as possible. And yeah. we, we shown that over this summer, all the protests that we did, all the marching we did, all the fighting that we did of being in all these people's, all these high people's faces, it's like, it's still not working. I don't know what's going to be the tipping point scale, but we we just got to keep pushing it, y'all. We're showing progress, but we just got knocked back a couple feet just now. So we got to get back to it.
1: And I couldn't help but think of the presidential race, bro, because- they up doing their little debates talking all that lodi la-di-da, dadi da di do shit bro but they ain't talking about none at what they going to uh, reform with the police or nothing like that they just be up there acting a fool and shit but we got some real problems going on in the world bro that they ain't trying to fix a trump already in office ain't trying to fix and i don't know if Biden going to fix it man it's just like damn i know it's systemic but damn we right. seeing it in our faces every day now even the white folks finally starting to see it and change is still not being made bro somebody is chasing you with a knife and you give them, what, six shots, six, seven shots they gave him.
0: It's, mul- it's multiple of you. If you have anything over two people trying to detain a person, you have no excuse to shoot. And all they got is a knife. You are trained, quote-unquote, trained officers. So it's like, come on, bro, I, I get it. He he had a weapon. This-, this time somebody actually did have a weapon. But like I've said, we've seen plenty of situations where people have weapons before and y'all found a way. Y'all found a way to handle it. And y'all didn't find a way to handle it this time. So... R.I.P. to Walter. Prayers to his family and everything. And also, shout out to I think her name is Kiesha. yep, Kiesha Gabriel. She she did her thing when she was in the uh, what you call it, the um, board of police commissioners. I forgot what city she was in, but um, damn, what city she was in. It don't say what city she was in, but she was in whatever city she lives in. She was in the board of police commissioners meeting, mm. and she read that entire room to filth. I'm gonna send you the video. Mm-hmm. And she she walked up to the mic. Her first sentence, I'm not nice and I'm not here to be respectful. And as soon as she said that, I was like, yeah, she finna go off. And for like, what, three, four minutes, she went in on every high-end person in that room, like the sheriffs, the other officers, some of the commission people that were in the building. Like it was, she went in on everybody and called out names and everything. So Shout out to Gabriel, Gabriel. She she's not with that.
1: So we need more people like her at the top, man, to get these niggas right, dog, because this shit is ridiculous. Like Edgar said, we desensitized. We see it so much. But it's like, man, we got to see some change soon, bro. I know we all saying there's progress going on, but I'm not seeing it when I'm still seeing my people getting shot on the right. street. Still feels like weekly and daily. Like, come on, bro. We got to do better. And then after this... We had some looters. People were looting stores once again in Philadelphia Mm -hmm. trying to riot what they just seen with Walter Wallace Jr. And it's just like, ah, we're frustrated once again. It's the same type of feeling after the George Floyd. We're frustrated and it's nothing that we can do. So this is our way to show you that the change has to be made.
0: And also um, shout out to Nigeria, anywhere else in Africa that's dealing with the SARS situation. It's still shout out. Um, everybody a part of the nsars movement whether you donating or just reposting to make people see what's going on in our motherland you know what i'm saying so and that's a situation where it's it's our people against our people you know what i'm saying so that that's that's hard to deal with because it's like damn like we already did no matter what country you in no matter what state city area you in we already dealing with people of other races. The last thing we need is to do something very similar with amongst ourselves. That's the last thing we need. So Mm -hmm. I hope that ends soon. I hope uh, the black people that are successful and able to help over here in this country are able to help over there. Cause when we had our George Floyd movements and everything and our Breonna Taylor movements, everybody across the world who was black shouted us out, had their own protests in their own country. So the least we can do in America is give some type of same general support, even if we don't give money, just give awareness. I feel like that's the best thing we could do, at least. Mm -hmm.
1: And we spoke about the NSARS movement a little bit on our uh, Black Amir interview. So if y'all want to hear us talk about that, definitely go check out that interview. That was the last one, episode 91. Definitely go and check that out, man. But we got to see change, bro. Still the same shit going on year after year. But, uh, yeah, I just wanted to get that one out of the way, man. Once again, rest in peace to uh, Walter Wallace Jr., man. All right, bro, let's dive in with these sports, man. The first game I want to talk about was the game of the week, in my opinion, bro. The Cardinals versus the Seahawks, bro. Whole lot of shit was going on man, on Sunday night. never an easy game.
0: <laughs> they never play a simple game, bro. I told you, it's oh a shootout every,
1: it's a shootout every week with them niggas, bro. Real deal shootout. That's why I don't trust them. I can't trust Seattle, bro. I really can't. But the Cardinals showed me a lot of heart, though, because it was moments during that game where they could have laid down and said, damn, we gave it up, or damn, we fucked up. But they continued to fight each and every series, every time they had the ball, bro. So shout out to them Cardinals, bro. That's why I had y'all yeah. going to the playoffs in the first place.
0: They, they played they played their heart, so I came a lot to you. Even with the, the missed kick and everything, it was um. just like – and I thought Russ was going to put it in there. I was like, yep, y'all yeah. done messed up. Nah, y'all done missed that kick. Russ was like, oh, I get to touch the field again? Man, it's something about them division games that might of this generation. Cardinals and the Seahawks might be one of the top rivalries over the past ten years.
1: Cardinals been asked the past ten years.
0: I'm just saying for that division, that division rivalry between the Seahawks and the Cardinals, it ain't never really just been a one-sided situation. Mm-hmm. Even if the San Seahawks,
1: Francisco. I would say San Francisco and uh, Seattle was the one yeah. that was. Cause you, okay, you remember yeah. those uh, Mike Crabtree and Richard yeah. Sherman No, yeah, those were and Cap was on the team and shit. Those I'll say, days. okay,
0: I'll say the last five years, man. I'll say the last five. I guess. First, I first, the first half of the 2010 to 2020 decade, 2010 to 2015, I ain't going to lie, yeah, it was Seahawks and um 49ers. But ever since 2015, it's kind of slowly migrated to Seahawks and Cardinals hmm. since Cap been out the league, damn near, basically.
1: Yeah. Shit definitely crazy, bro. But, man, how do you feel about the Cardinals right now? Do you feel like the Cardinals can make some noise in the playoffs, bro? Because I feel like they are going to get there.
0: They definitely can make some noise. Uh, the division is tough, but they've been showing their ass um, – they've been showing everybody ass that, look, we we here. You know, Kyler is putting up damn near MVP-type numbers. I, I don't think he's going to win. I don't think he's going to be a top-two decision. Bro, but starting he, to
1: slip. This, this is the first knock. Like I said, I still think Russ will win the uh, MVP because of the narrative behind him. But this was the first crack in the MVP armor. And I think oh, yeah. there will be more uh, continuing throughout the, uh, the season.
0: Yeah, because Russ, he, he threw some picks in this game that I was just looking like. You,
1: yeah.
0: I was like, it. Was, I think it was the way he was throwing the ball throughout the game. He was throwing a lot of lob type passes. Yeah. And I'm A lot like, of
1: bitches were looking pretty, though, because he was throwing something in the worked. bucket that was dropping right there in the bucket. Well my Yeah,
0: goodness. but it's like, against that Cardinals secondary, you got to be careful with that. Against any dangerous secondary, you got to be careful with balls like that. So, I just feel like Russ just really had an off night, and Kyler Murray capitalized on that off night. But I feel like the division is tough, but the Cardinals can... They showed everybody that they can pull through and actually make a playoff run if they want to,
1: bro. This is the best division in football, bro. I think everybody has at least four wins in this division because I think the 49ers is four and
0: three. Oh, no, the um, AFC, uh, who AFC North with Pittsburgh and Baltimore,
1: yeah. But you got Cincy in there though. But since
0: he oh, oh, you counting every single team, oh, yeah, I'm talking
1: about because everybody in this division is over 500.
0: Oh yeah. yeah okay. So I'm yeah, like,
1: yeah. yeah, so everybody even and the 49ers starting to play well the past couple of weeks. The Rams uh beat the Bears on Monday night. Uh, Seattle, you already know what they can give you with Russ. And then the Cardinals starting to come on. So it's like all those teams can all of them make I could have put that on two hours. I didn't think about oh, it. No, I, make the I
0: don't I don't see that. No, I don't mm. see that. Plus, um, what you call it? Uh D Hop, he lead the league in receiving yards right now. He got over seven hundred yards already.
1: I ain't surprised. He's the best receiver in the league, so I ain't surprised
0: at all. Oh, I got you already know me. I gotta get at the <laughs> no, DK. Bro, ain't no debate. I'm giving that to DK right now, bro. I'm man, giving DK that look DK. like the best
1: receiver on uh, Sunday, man. He was getting clamped up by Pat Pete. That's all I got to say,
0: man. Whatever. Though. That's, that's all I got to say. Y'all, y'all, in the lead right now. I
1: understand. He made a magical play by chasing down Buddha. I was Baker. saying
0: I like this that. before that play happened.
1: I said it before that. No, play. No, I know you, but no, no, you said this when the play happened. You was like, This is the reason why he's the best wide receiver. No, I said that's when he showed.
0: I said this is how – this is when he showed everybody why he's the best. I told you he is, but I said that's how he showed it. He showed it through a defensive play that he the best receiver in the league. Could I ask you, other than Julio Jones, what receiver in the league is really doing that? That on don't defense? mean he
1: the best receiver, though. That makes me you fast.
0: I'm saying that's part of the reason why. It's a factor in why he the best it's, receiver.
1: It's about speed and heart, speed and effort. So those are two things that I would give him because a lot of effort had to go into that play. Because that, that was a huge play in the game as well because if they would have scored that touchdown, uh, this would have been a whole different ball game. And exactly. Arizona probably would have been up the whole entire second half.
0: But He, he held made them to that, a field goal for that drive. They didn't
1: even get a field goal.
0: Oh, so yeah, yeah, no, that's right. They that's had right. no
1: points on that drive. So that right. was a huge play by him. So it showed speed and definitely heart and effort. But best receiver in the league, I can't get that. I got to
0: give him that right when now.
1: the other side of the ball, the man on the other side of the ball was catching, catching tug, man. Got to <laughs> get it at D-hop, bro. So how you feeling about Seattle right now, bro? After seeing them struggle like that, how you feeling about Seattle moving forward? Do you feel like uh, the defense can hold up, can improve or something?
0: Uh, we seen we definitely seen some weaknesses, so we finally got the first glimpse at a flaw in Seattle because yeah, we un- no, I'm just saying, hey, when you undefeated, it's like no, even if you see the I glimpse,
1: said, I said it last week, I said like that these that defense gonna get them killed,
0: bro. I, I'm just you saying though, when you're undefeated, no matter what glimpse you see, you can't call it out until they lose. If they keep winning, no matter what you think you're seeing, you gotta wait, you gotta get in the benefit of the doubt, and the, after that game. I couldn't get on the benefit of the doubt no more. I'm like, okay, yeah. Defensive front, they got to they gotta fix that. I don't know how they're going to fix it, but they got to find some kind of way. I think – uh, They traded for if, somebody.
1: Did. They traded for Carlos Dunlap from Cincinnati. Yeah,
0: Is Shaquille healthy? I think Shaquille hurt now.
1: He had, a, he had a concussion on
0: Sunday. Yeah. He had a concussion on yeah, Sunday. Yeah, so I hope he gets better soon, uh, St. Pete hometown. And Jamal, and
1: Jamal Adams was hurt too. So they definitely had some pieces missing on Sunday night, but their defense yeah. has been playing well. Even when Adams – and Griffin were in the game; they still didn't look good throughout the first part of the season. So it was just like, so
0: I it, see it's going to come boy. down. It's going to come down to how well that defense can improve over the second half of this season.
1: I don't know, bro. I think it's going. There's going to be a lot on the back of Russell Wilson. There's going to be a lot of Papa Russ, can you save me type shit.
0: Oh, yeah. It, that's the first thing. I'm just saying, like, as far as what else needs to be fixed, yeah. the defense. That's what But I don't going. think
1: that's sustainable because I don't see the defense improving. I want to say that right now. Even though you got the pieces, I don't see it improving that much. So I think they're going to put it in Russell Wilson's hands and say, save me. And I don't think that's sustainable. And it's damn, not, damn sure not sustainable in the playoffs. I really don't think it's sustainable. So I don't see Seattle going that far as I probably did earlier in the season and before the season. Did I even have them making the playoffs? I don't even think I had them making the playoffs. But I, I definitely them. thought they were going to make some noise at least. But I don't see it with all the pressure on Russell Wilson feels like. Uh, all right, bro. Let's move on to the um, the Patriots and 49ers game, bro. Cam looked terrible. want to say that flat out. Y'all know I'm a Cam fan. Cam looked terrible throwing ducks and all that shit. bro. So, I was
0: like, what? I was like, ain't no way. <laughs> this can't be Cam, bro. It can't be. That since- that shit hurt me. It hurt me to yeah. see that. It really hurt me. Bro,
1: I was watching this game with my moms, bro. And she was just like, is this nigga sick or something? I'm like, bro, I don't know what's wrong with him. Because ever since he came back from COVID, nigga hasn't looked the same. Like, he was, bro, he was throwing uh passes on the money the first three games he played. He coming yeah. back, now he throwing ducks? It's like, damn, man, I don't think that shit changes that fast where you throwing darts and now you throwing ducks. It's like, is something wrong with you? I want to shoot you some bail, but I, I don't have anything to go off of. So now you're just out there looking terrible. And it's just like, I have no excuse for you. I got to call it how I see it at this point.
0: And it's the fact that we all know how injury-ridden San Francisco is right now, especially defensively. Mm-hmm. Like, even if people are coming back, it's like nobody's coming back 100%. And then you still got Nick Bosa out and everything like that. So it's like, against a depleted defense damn near, it's like, You still kind of looking trash this week? I don't don't understand that. So maybe it is Corona just lagging on his body still, even though he doesn't have it anymore. Like maybe it's still having an effect on his health and that can affect the way he plays right now. So I don't know what it is with Cam, but, hey, this week is over. All you got to do is look forward to next week. Shout out to Bill Belichick because Bill told everybody he's 100% certain that Cam Newton is staying the starter. See,
1: this is what I said about that because I'm like, who are you going to? Me and Steve was talking about this earlier today because if you want to bench Cam, who are you going to go to, Stidham? As soon as you put Stidham in, he threw a pick. So, like, he's not the guy to get you where you want to be. So, like, you got to ride out with Cam. Even though Cam is struggling right now, struggling mightily the past couple of weeks, you got to ride out with him because he's the best. He's still the best option you got. Even when he's struggling, he's still your best option Literally. compared to Stidham and Brian Hoyer,
0: man. I'll you take a seventy. I'll take a 72% Cam over a 100% Brian Stittle.
1: <laughs> yeah, bro, most definitely, bro, most definitely. But but uh, but uh, he reminded me, this is what he reminded me of on Sunday, man. He looked like Cap when Cap was at the end. When Cap was at the end, Cap cat was throwing ducks. It was just like, that Cap just don't look the same. Yeah, I seen Cam on Sunday, it was just like, I kind of had to come to the realization, like, I don't think Cam is done, but it's like, is that arm the same as it once was, bro? Is it the same or I you think it is. Some
0: luster? I ain't gonna give up on Cam. I ain't even gonna give oh, no I ain't giving up on Cam. I literally no, just got a Cam shirt. I ain't I ain't gonna give no speculation to it or nothing. I'ma just I'ma just say it. He had an off week. That's all I'm gonna say. Cam had an off week. Uh, if this happens again this next week, then I'm probably gonna be like, okay, yeah, what what's really wrong with you? But this week, I'm just saying you had an off week, bro. Everybody else would blow it out of proportion and, and all that, but I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt. You just had an off week. Russell Wilson, you had an off week.
1: Man, it's tough, man. It's definitely tough for Cam, babe. But obviously, we already knew the offensive struggles, but even when players were open, Cam was missing them. But uh I think this trade deadline is really going to tell us a lot about this Patriots season, though. The trade deadline is November 3rd. I feel like if Cam doesn't look good this week, I feel like they could be selling everybody. They probably gonna trade Stefan Gilmore, and they probably gonna trade some a couple of offensive linemen, and just and throughout the season,
0: it came it's, out that earlier this year, um, talks of trading Stephon Gilmore were in the works. So mm-hmm. it might still be even throughout the season.
1: Yeah, bro. But I, it it just depends like where the Patriots want to go. And I feel like this game they play the Bills on Sunday. So if they win this game, I feel like they can be okay. Let's buy in with Cam and let's uh get some pieces like get some wide receivers let's get some tight ends and move forward but if they lose we could be looking at some ah fuck the season like we two and five it's what it is what it is let's sell some of our players and get some draft picks at this point so this 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 weekend is gonna tell us a lot about the Patriots season it really is bro. it really is uh but the 49ers look good though bro shout out to the 49ers they they did their thing though they were running all over the Patriots bro Definitely. running all over all right bro let's move on to the Steelers versus the Titans bro. Another good one. Another good one. Tanny did his thing. Ben Roethlisberger, he looked. Eh, he didn't look good. <laughs> he looked all right. He threw a couple of picks. He threw a couple of touchdowns. So he looked all right. You know what I'm saying? But how did you feel about the game after watching it, bro?
0: I felt like this was truly the game of the week. The battle of the undefeateds. You like uh, this
1: game more than the the Seattle game?
0: Well, I ain't like it better, but I feel like the hype should have been. Oh. The yeah. hype should have been bestowed this on this that. This the game. battle of the undefeateds. Yeah, that that's why I feel like it should have. So, I feel like this should have got tagged of game of the week. But I honestly love the game. Like you said, Ben played – Ben They played trash, but he ain't played fantastic either. He was, like, in the middle. Uh, Ryan Tannehill did what he did and kept them in the game. Derrick Henry did what he did. You know what I'm saying? So, it was a true blow-for-blow blow battle, and it came down to the end of the wire. So, I feel like I picked Pittsburgh to win, but I was ho- – it was like I hoped Tennessee could win, but – I had to go with a smart decision and just say Pittsburgh was going to get that dug.
1: But even with Ben uh, Roethlisberger having an average game, it's just like the defense pulled through for him again, or at least in the first half they did, because in the second half, the Tennessee started to play way better. But they were up 27-7 to at one point, like right. locking down the Titans. And the, uh, the Titans had to end up coming back, bro. So it was a hella exciting game. Could have went to overtime, kick missed the kick. But I feel like even in a loss, Tannehill proved why he should still be in the MVP conversation because Derrick Henry did not have a good game at all. He had like twenty carries, seventy-five yards, so he was like mostly neutralized. It so was, it was it was put it was put on Tanny for him to win the game, and he had you a field go away against a great defense, number one to uh, to three defense in the league. He took you there. You could have went the overtime. So I think this proved Tanny's case more than any win in this season, but I think this loss did it for tanning If people were actually paying attention, I think this this really did. Uh, you have any other thoughts about it?
0: Uh, nah, that's basically the same thing I took from the game. Uh, as far as Derrick Henry, I agree. That was the first time we seen him neutral. Honestly, over the past year now, that was honestly the first time we've seen him neutralized like that. So I can't recall any time before that, but that just goes to show, like you said, this Pittsburgh Steelers team, I, I fully agree. I was halfway agreeing last week, but I fully agree now. Like, they are the most complete team. So, it, it's going to be impressive to see who can actually stand up and give this team their first loss.
1: It's going to be tough because even if Ben playing average, they still be in a, a great Titans team, that's tough. That's that's a, that was a great win. That was a great win for the Steelers, so definitely shout out to them. Beep! This is a quick ad break. (laughs) Today's episode is sponsored by State Bags. State Bags makes beautifully well-made, inclusively cool products while using the power of business to give back to shift the narrative around social injustice. For every State Bag purchased, State Hand delivers a backpack packed with essential tools for success to any American channel in need. But their commitment goes beyond simply a material donation. They're trying to make a difference in local kids' lives, so definitely try to support. To get ready for your commute or wherever you're traveling to next, State is offering our listeners 15% off their next purchase at statebags.com. Using the code POD, that's 15% off your next purchase using the code POD at statebags.com. And then the last game I got on the docket is Browns versus Bengals, man. A lot of conversation uh, came from this game. We're gonna dive into we're a couple We're Talking more
0: about the Browns, why? I actually know
1: a lot of reasons. We can talk about reasons. the Browns for one
0: reason. reason. It was a lot of reasons. But other than that, I don't, I don't know why we're talking about
1: Did Baker Mayfield <laughs> get right.
0: I'm not answering this question. <laughs> I'm not talking. You know, I don't like talking about the Browns. Why are we doing are, this? On, this is not the Cowboys. This is the, the Browns, Browns five and two. The Browns, the Knicks. Yeah, that's it. Just, those but you, you want
1: to talk about the Cowboys, but you don't want to talk about the Browns? I enjoy
0: it. I enjoy that fan base misery. The Browns, it's like you can't even enjoy that kind of <laughs> It's like, damn, like y'all really going through it. Like, <laughs>
1: They're not this season. They're 5-2. This is the good Browns. You should be wanting to talk about the, the solid Browns at least, the above 500 Browns.
0: They're the Browns at the end of the day. Answer the question.
1: Did Baker Mayfield get right? Had five touchdowns, had the game-winning drive.
0: Yes, he got right. But it's the Bengals. He got right, yes. To answer your question, yes. But it was the Bengals. I agree.
1: (laughs) All right. See, it wasn't that hard, man. You see, man, you be acting like a nigga puncturing you with needles or some shit. It is
0: because it's the Browns. It's like, why are we talking about them? There's a lot of reasons.
1: OBJ got hurt. We're going to dive into that topic a little bit later because I heard some wild takes. On Get Up uh, this week. What I damn near cried
0: when I read that. My phone vibrated, and I seen OBJ. I was like, God, before I read the rest of this, <laughs> just please make it good. And that thing said ACL, and I was like, Shout out. and I love Odell. And this is Odell prime, bro. This is his prime. And it's just, we was already saying that he need to get out of Cleveland in general, but now nah, it's like, you got to get out of Cleveland and you got to get healthy again. I, I only, I can't, I can't keep talking about this. Next, next, topic. <laughs> next topic, please.
1: All right, bro. The next one is Two wild Wednesday.
0: Yes, yes.
1: All right, bro. All right, let's dive into a couple of them. All right, bro. So the first one I got on the docket was Mike McCarthy will be fired by the Cowboys after the season. Too wild. Too wild. But
0: not too wild. Too wild. It's his first season. Dak is out. Uh, they're still trying to figure out Andy Dalton. And they still got a couple question marks as far as they O-line. And I think defensively they got question marks too. So I don't feel like it should be. You're
1: giving them a lot of excuses for somebody who said they have no excuses.
0: No, I'm not giving Mike McC- Um, The yes, Cowboys yes, as a whole. Yes, yes,
1: yes, no. you did. Yes, you did. You lost Dak. What the hell? No, nah, cause no, nah, you said after that, because you ever even you said Andy Dalton was a serviceable quarterback, good quarterback he is. should be better than that. But then you you brought up the O line. You brought up uh who else you brought up? You brought up the D. I'm saying
0: for Mike McCarthy's job. I ain't giving him excuses to not win. I'm saying That's for right. Mike McCarthy's job, you shouldn't get fired. Like you shouldn't get you lost your starting quarterback to injury. Not because he's not playing well, to injury.
1: I don't want to hear this from you because you said Andy Dalton was that guy. I did. I
0: said he was going to start. I didn't say he was going to start because no, that guy injured. you said he be that guy. You said he I should be tweeted over Dak. You I said he tweeted be this. over Dak. All right. Did
1: you not say that before the season? You was like, Andy Dalton was going to be starting over Dak. I did.
0: So I did say because that guy Isn't injured. Be
1: playing better than this. Huh? Shouldn't he not – should he not be playing better than this?
0: Oh, yeah. I ain't, I ain't going to say he shouldn't be playing better right now. Andy Dalton should be playing better. But – To fire Mike McCarthy after this first year with all all this going on? No, I don't think Mike McCarthy should be fired. Do they have an excuse? I mean, are they inexcusable to not make the playoffs or possibly make the Super Bowl? Yes, I still agree. Like, they should aim high for playoff hopes because you got Andy Dalton and you still got Zeke. Zeke healthy. I don't know what the hell everybody's crying about. Zeke's still healthy and you got Andy Dalton. You still got your receivers. Yes, the O-line has question marks and the defense got question marks too. But the Cowboys are still the most talented team in their division. I don't give a damn what nobody say. So the fact that they're, what, third, almost dead last in their division right now, like, that's inexcusable. But should Mike McCarthy be fired? No. He, he gets one more season after this.
1: I don't know, man. I think that that start really told me a lot. The start to the season, it was just like they had no energy. Even when Dak was in there. And then you get Andy Dalton, who is still serviceable. And I just see no energy, no life. It looks like the same team from last year. So are you just the older Jason Garrett at this point? It's like, damn, is there really a difference in coaching? Do you need to go in out, out and get an actual college coach that will bring some energy, bring some innovation to this offense? I think so. So I think this is not too wild.
0: He should be fired. I don't know. i a college coach. Quiet. Who would you grab from college right now?
1: Urban Urban Meyer and Lincoln Riley are my two choices. Urban Meyer and Lincoln Riley. But this is the thing about Urban, though. Urban, obviously, we know his health issues. But I think he would actually want some type of control. That's what I'm saying. And we we know Jerry Jones doesn't want to let up control with that franchise. And that's their problem. But if Jerry wants to win... He has to get that type of coach in there because those are the type of coaches he won with in the past.
0: Well, they ain't gonna win because Jerry ain't giving up. <laughs> <laughs> They're just not gonna win, Because <laughs> Jerry Jones wants to help hand. the Cowboys,
1: man. I'm he wants to his Cowboys. hand
0: like this. He wants his hand like this over every situation. So, hey, I, I mean, you're not you're not all the way wrong, but you gotta wild. be realistic about it, either. I mean, not too. too you be Jerry fired
1: this man to get some young blood in there. What was the who can take some on control? that? You say? What, was
0: the, what was the percentages on that?
1: 67% too wild. No, not too wild. Excuse me. 67%. Damn, for real?
0: Yeah. Wow. Yeah.
1: They, bro, it, that's, that was the scuttlebutt around the league this year, like, around this week. Like, should he be fired? Because they just look lifeless. You're getting 25 to 3 by the skins? Oh, my goodness. That's ridiculous. That should not happen. All Hot right, bro. Seat.
0: Let's... Hot seat, yes. Fire, no. All right.
1: All right, let's move on to the next one. The Patriots should bitch Cam Newton.
0: Too wild. Next question. Definitely too wild. Yeah, get, get get the percentages. I know it's ninety-three
1: percent. Too wild. Fifty-three. Why is it that close? White folks hating Cam. I, I, I almost, <laughs> I
0: almost. Oh my God, I almost snapped just then. White folks
1: hating Cam, bro. Yeah. That's probably yeah, what just it Just go
0: go to the next one because I, right. I almost got so pissed just then.
1: All right, but the next one. Baker Mayfield will be better off without Odell Beckham Jr. Do I was you know confused as are.
0: hell. I was confused as hell when you read – I mean, when you put that. I was like, what does he mean, better off? Like, I didn't know how to answer that question. Because
1: this, this, this week he didn't have Odell, and he threw five touchdowns. And after he left, he looked completely better without him. And the scuttlebutt, once I will say again, was – that he just looks better because he doesn't have to target OBJ on every possession. And they feel like it's a lot of pressure on Baker because he has to look at Odell first and he wants Odell to get his targets. And he's not looking at the entire field when he's just looking at Odell. So when Odell is out of the picture, he's actually looking at the entire field and he just looks like a better quarterback. I'm not saying this, but that's what the people were saying, you know what I'm saying, in the media groups and things like that. So they were like, he just might be better off without OBJ. Or without him on the field,
0: because I think I answered not too wild to this. I didn't think about it in that type of way, but i I did answer not too wild
1: Oh yeah, did yeah, yeah. hold up, a movie, yeah, I put that right. So that's definitely too wild though, that's definitely too wild like you're a better you're a better team when you got the best one of the best receivers in the league, like you that's definitely too wild.
0: I, was- I thought about it, I thought about it in a different way, so that's why I answered not too wild, but now that you explained it, I totally agree that's too wild.
1: Yeah, that's too wild, bro. That's too wild. And, bro, they was, bro, on Get Up, Mike Greenberg was going so crazy. He had other people agreeing with him, too. He was just like, they're going to be a whole different team without Odell. They're going to have three tight ends. Baker Mayfield is going to look like a completely different quarterback. But you know what I said. They played the
0: Bengals. Exactly. Why are we gassing
1: them off of a Bengals win? The
0: Bengals, bro. <laughs> I get it. They got Joe Burrow and A.J. Green. That's it. That's literally it. Like it's it's nothing to. Oh my god, people be blowing me. It's the Bengals. First, it's the Browns. It's the Browns <laughs> and the Bengals. It's two trash B teams. And
1: you know what I heard this week, bro? I heard they was like Joe Burrow and uh, Baker Mayfield, the next great quarterback rivalry.
0: Oh my, just, no, <laughs> just ne- next, next, out wild. I'm not. No, I'm not entertaining that. I'm not.
1: That's funny, bro. I'm That's not entertaining that. That's
0: question.
1: I was like, I was just saying last week, I don't even think that ain't going to be that next year. Now you're talking about a rivalry with Burrow? Knock it off. All right. but Burrow
0: is, Burrow is winning that robbery. just oh, to, <laughs> just to get, get it put, yes. Just so I can <laughs> so give y'all my opinion, like Burrow yeah. is winning that.
1: Most definitely. Most definitely. All right. The next one. The Bucks don't need Antonio Brown to win a Super Bowl. Too wild or not too wild?
0: I think not too wild. Uh, It's never wrong to get another weapon, like just to load yourself with all these new toys. Like it's nothing wrong with doing that, especially with Corona. You never know what could happen. I feel like they didn't go after a defensive piece because I feel like our young core that we got right now is just snapping. Like our defense has surprised a lot of people this year. So, yeah.
1: I want to say this. I don't know what it is with Tom Brady and white wide receivers. But my goodness, he's making this nigga, Scotty Miller, look like the next Wes Welker, Julian Edelman type nigga, bro. He's using this nigga every game. And I fuck with it too. That's crazy. It's crazy though.
0: But I, I really feel like, that's why I say, it, I don't feel like they went after a defensive piece because they're really trying to build that defense. And they don't want to just keep bringing new people in and trying to figure that out when they already got a system for that. I feel like they brought AB in just to really put the cherry on top. We already had the icing on the cake by getting Brady there to finally use all this talent, but A.B. was the cherry on top for all this. And I love the approach that Bruce Arians took when he talked to him. He told him, hey, you're either going to be a team player or you're just not going to be here. And I'm glad he did that because I talked to Terrence when this happened, and I was telling Terrence, I'm like, bro, all I want for A.B. is to just not mess up chemistry with the team. That's all I want. I know this dude can ball, and I know when he's playing in the league, he's a top three receiver in the league. I'm not going to take that from A.B. But chemistry-wise, locker room-wise, I need him to be level-headed. So as long as he do that, I ain't going to have no problem with it. And I feel like we just added an extra arsenal into our weaponry.
1: It's funny because uh, Antonio Brown is going to end up being his favorite target by the end of the year. He he doesn't have to worry about uh, targets or catches. He's going to get those. I will bet right now that he gets more catches than uh, Mike Evans because I don't know what's up with uh, Mike Evans and Tom Brady um, chemistry, but it just doesn't feel right. It seems a little off to me.
0: But I think it's just because Brady, Brady is always kind of favored. The only real wide receiver, like a wide out that I could think of was Randy that he was just constantly throwing to. If you really look at it, Tom Brady is in love with slot receivers for the most Mm -hmm. part, and tight ends because of Gronk, obviously. Mm -hmm. He loves to have an extra wide out, but if you can go into the slot and, like, get those seams, or even if you are doing a go route, if you do it from a slot position, he loves that way more than having an actual wide out for the most part. So I feel like that's why Mike isn't going to get the amount of touches that I thought he was going to get at the beginning of the season. I thought Mike Evans was going to – for the seventh year in a row, I thought he was going to touch 1,000. But then after the first two games, I'm like, Mike ain't – Mike barely finna touch 700, 800 this year. (laughs) I ain't going to lie to you. But I feel like he's willing to sacrifice that because he knows the outcome. We're going to go deep in the playoffs so we're going to the Super Bowl. So I feel like Mike really don't give a damn. So now with A.B. coming in, yeah, Mike, your touch is finna go down, bro.
1: Bro, that's crazy. You gonna have you could have Leonard Fournette on the field with with Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Antonio Brown, Gronk, Br- Tom Brady, and the offensive line is solid.
0: And we're not even including the fact that OJ Howard injured right now. So just imagine OJ Howard was healthy.
1: That's crazy, bro. That
0: way you get to preserve Gronk. You don't got to play Gronk every play, like, and you, you get to you get to help build OJ. Wow, you got Gronk sitting on the sideline. Ooh, I wish OJ Howard was healthy right now. Shout out to OJ. I can't wait till he come back. Not, not the other OJ. I
1: like, I, that's literally who I thought about when you said OJ. I was like, nah, don't, shout OJ. don't shout out that OJ. That shit don't even sound right. <laughs> that shit don't even sound right. All right, and that was eighty-seven percent, not too wild. So everybody agree. basically everybody agree on that one. Uh. Next one was Larry Fitzgerald is a top three wide receiver of all time. Too wide, not too wild.
0: Too wild. I got Randy, uh T.O. and then Jerry Rice.
1: I don't respect Jerry Rice, so I got Larry Fitz above him. But I got uh Randy uh Randy T.O. Calvin, then Larry Fitz. So it's not crazy to say he's top three, but I, I love Calvin Johnson way more though.
0: And then I yep. got Jay my Ryan. whole top five, my, my entire top five would be, um, who I just said, Randy, T.O., Jerry Rice, Megatron, then Larry at number five. Yeah.
1: It's not crazy to think of, but it's too wild. He's not top three. I don't think he's top three. Uh, all right. Let's move on, though. Kyler Murray has entered the MVP conversation. We already talked about it a little bit. So yeah,
0: not too here. wild. What, what was the percentage on the um, Larry one?
1: That one was 60% not too wild. So that was, yeah, 60%, 60%, excuse me. Kyler Murray has entered the MVP conversation. Not too wild. He said Not, not too wild. wild. Yeah, that was 89%, not too wild. All right, moving on. The Rams will win the Super Bowl to complete the championship trifecta in L.A.
0: I'm pretty sure this is the 85% too wild. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You're
0: close. Too yeah. wild.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's definitely too wild.
0: Definitely too wild.
1: I like the Rams. The Rams show that they can actually play football and damn on Monday night, but I can't, I can't see them going far.
0: I just can't see Yeah, nah. Can't. (laughs) That's dead.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And they was gassing that shit last night too, bro. All the people from LA after the Dodgers won. Oh my goodness. They was going crazy. Oh my goodness. I know if the, if the damn Rams won, the Rams are not winning. The,
0: the Tampa one sounded way more realistic. That sounded way more realistic. Low key. We could still get a trifecta. Nah. Yeah, we could still get a trifecta, cause the um the local soccer team, the Tampa Bay Rowdies, they they championship bound and stuff we like that. I don't even know who that is. We count it. I'm counting all teams.
1: Man, I don't even know who that is. Atlanta uh, does Atlanta about count? Right. Does you Atlanta count Atlanta United? I don't know.
0: Do they count Atlanta? Atlanta? I'm Not from Atlanta. I don't <laughs> know You're say know don't ask me.
1: Do we count soccer teams? I don't even know. We count soccer teams. I'm
0: counting soccer teams. I'm, I'm counting all professional sports teams i'm counting it
1: i never even heard of them the rowdies
0: yes you is have Is that a restaurant bro downtown that stadium downtown what are you talking about is Rowdies not a restaurant i think it is but yeah. I was, i'm saying there's an actual team like too you know that What's um playing? that that um that like arena that not arena about
1: hilton over
0: there about the hilton yeah yeah oh, downtown that's
1: them? i thought that was the yeah. baseball
0: field it is, but I think they be playing there too, though. That's oh,
1: damn! That's great. I ain't never heard of them. I, it's I ain't either even there,
0: if it's not there, it's somewhere else. But I think that's where they play too, though.
1: I've never heard of them. <laughs> I ain't even gonna lie to you, bro. I've never. Heard I of ain't them.
0: never watched their games. They or play nothing, here.
1: That's so why they play in Saint Pete's, still.
0: I think so. Yeah. Oh, damn! That's crazy. If I'm not mistaken, I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure.
1: They need to rename these teams Saint Petersburg. I'm tired of y'all niggas when the Rays was winning, it was saying Tampa Bay, and it was irking me. That's the St. Petersburg. Listen, <laughs> respect on my city. That damn sh- the arena in the stadium is in St. Petersburg. Literally in the hood, in the heart of the city. Give my city respect. We should have won. We'd have been going crazy.
0: Yeah. I low key would have drove home. Not gonna lie to you. Yeah, that
1: shit would have been crazy in the city.
0: If we if the Bucks go to the Super Bowl, I don't care if we I, I I mean I obviously care if we win, but I really hope we get to the Super Bowl. Win or lose. I hope we get there. Cause if we're in the Super Bowl. In our own city, which will be the first team to ever do that, I'm going home. Like I will be home. Are there gonna be fans? I don't care. I'm going to be home. Like, cause I know the city gonna be lit regardless. Oh, yeah, for sure. COVID is not gonna matter that night at all.
1: It didn't matter last night with the Dodgers, so we're exactly. gonna down to that a little later.
0: And, and Bron-, right. was, Bron was was the main one saying, bro, we need a parade, bro. We just need one. And then Kyle Kuzma went too far with the 17-7 and seven for
1: 24. Can we stop like, that? Please. Can we stop the 24-81 shit? Please.
0: I'm not going to lie. I ain't going to lie. That was raw. It was, it was I didn't think about that. I was like, damn, the Lakers do now That's have worsening. 17 championships, <laughs> and the Dodgers worsening. now have seven, and that is 24. So I'm like, hey, it's raw, but it's like, come on. That yeah. You Kobe live in, that
1: lived in his grave. Jesus. Why do we have to reference him so much? Why why can't he just be dead? Not to just say, not to be rude, but it's just like, damn, we starting to reference him a little too
0: much, man. But I I feel like it's like that with great people who pass, bro. When Michael died, we was talking about Michael so much, like, for the rest of that I don't remember it being like this, though, bro. Well, we weren't on social media like that. Social media ah, wasn't popping true. like that. That's true.
1: That's true. Because
0: Mike died in what, 09? 09. 09,
1: yeah. Yeah,
0: social media. Facebook just really got popular around that time. And yeah. we weren't even on it because we were jits, really.
1: Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. Yeah, I guess I just don't remember it like this, bro. Cause, but cause like, everything, every time. okay. Oh, Mike, ahead. If
0: Mike would have passed now, it would be the same okay. thing with Mike.
1: I don't know if it would have been the same thing because he don't got no number to represent him, and that's what's just weird to me because it's a twenty four eighty one. If anything resembles two, we saying is uh, about Gianna. It's just like, all right, let's let's calm down, let's calm down. You know what I'm saying? You can reference him, you can say R. I. P. Kobe, I miss Kobe, all that, but referencing his numbers and shit like that is just like, nah, I don't,
0: I don't I know. I feel you. It's kind of it's kind of getting a little overdone.
1: Yeah, it. it's getting. Over- it was cool when he first out. It's like, ah, damn. You yeah, know, the, the first, first two
0: or three months, years? I was yeah. like, damn all these coincidences yeah. bro, like damn but after after like july i was like okay we could just calm
1: down <laughs> that's what i'm saying that's what i'm saying you can still ca- talk about covid but the number shit let's put it away all right bro let's talk about the bills the or uh, the next one the bills are super bowl pretenders too wild or not too wild too
0: wild i really not like the wild. bills
1: what not too wild
0: I, you go first. Explain yourself. Not, I, you already know what I am going to
1: say. the last couple of weeks. The holes in their game. You're having a dog fight with the Jets? Y'all was down most of the game with the Jets?
0: It's a division game.
1: Div- division smavision. I don't want to <laughs> hear all that bullshit, <laughs> man. But it's the Jets. You're supposed to dog the Jets. You're supposed to dog the it's Jets, It's a bro. division game. It's a division no, game at the end bro. of the day. No.
0: At the bro. end of the day, it's a division no, game.
1: Bro. Not the Jets. The Jets, I to, agree, but I'm just you're saying. saying. That's the, the Jets are going 0-16. So you just got to dog them, bro. You can't play around with the Jets. If, if you're – oh, let me put it this way then. If, we're, if you're the team that you think they are, they shouldn't be in a dogfight with the Jets. That's what I would say. If you're a Super Bowl contender, you should not be playing around with the Jets.
0: They shouldn't, but it's a – rob, not a robbery. It's a division game. Anything can happen. Anything can happen with a division game. I'm telling you.
1: I don't like what I'm seeing the past couple of weeks. Because they lost two games or three games yet? Because they lost to the Chiefs last week. Was that their first loss? Talking
0: about the Bills? The
1: Bills. Was was that their first loss?
0: They lost to the Chiefs. And who else they lost to? Damn, who have have the Bills lost to?
1: I think they lost two games. They won last week against the Jets in a Mm -hmm. close fashion. But it was somebody else they lost to. But I just don't like what I've been seeing from the Bills. And it's not – it's Josh Allen because he's been struggling uh recently. Yeah. But it's the defense I'm more worried about, bro. They're not the same as they were last year. They were, like, holding – to they were a top team – top three t- uh, team defense last year. Now it's like they're giving up gashing plays. It's just like, damn. The Jets don't even have an offensive line, but they're gashing runs on y'all and shit. I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't like what I'm seeing from the Bills,
0: bro. Hey, I'm but sh- shout-out to the Michael P. Ryan. UF, oh, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Gator Nation. Shout out to Michael P. Ryan. I ain't like know, you doing that. Was that. Oh, he
1: played. I didn't even know that.
0: Mm-hmm. I think he got a touchdown, too.
1: I didn't even know that. Okay. Congratulations, mm-hmm. though, bro. Congratulations. All right. Let's move on to the last one. This is about college football. The BYU Cougars will make the college football playoff.
0: The NCAA and, is not going to allow that. And <laughs> before, and that to happen. You
1: let that off, bro, right? So, I'm <laughs> looking – looking, so, BYU is currently number 11 right now, right? And I'm mm-hmm. looking at the top 10, and I'm like, it's a lot of division matchups. There was a lot of Florida's, uh, Alabama's, Georgia's was mixed in there with some Ohio State's and a, a couple of Big Ten teams. I think Wisconsin was up there. I was like, everybody is going to have to play each other at one point. So I'm like, I don't know. Uh, Alabama can knock off Georgia, or Georgia can knock off Alabama in the SEC championship. Ohio State can knock off Washington. Florida can probably lose a game. And while all this is going on, BYU can easily sneak back up, sneak up to number four. And how they've been playing, because they've been playing uh, on TV uh, recently. Uh, yeah. I don't think I remember that <laughs> a lot. BYU I, I don't
0: that. remember seeing. They probably would be on, like, ESPN University or yeah. something like that. Yeah. like, like actual – public, everywhere-type broadcasting yeah. game. I ain't seen that for BYU in a minute.
1: Yeah, I don't really remember that either. But they've been playing on ESPN a lot recently. I've actually been watching, and they look good. Their quarterback, Jack Wilson? Yeah. Dude looking like a stud for real. Like He's solid. I mean, he good. They talking about he's going to be a first-round pick now. I'm like, that's crazy. So uh, I like what I'm seeing from BYU. Their defense looking solid, too. So not too wild. I'll put not too wild for that one, though.
0: I just feel like the committee – isn't going to let BYU do it. Same thing with UCF. Remember when UCF went undefeated and then they went undefeated again the next season and they still, the committee was just like, no, we're it's not putting a, them eye, in the playoffs. It's
1: eyes on BYU and that's what I will say, bro. It's some yeah. eyes on BYU. Because I even heard, um, what's up, boy? He got his show on ESPN. You know the dude,
0: Ballhead dude. Damn, I forgot his name. Uh, Paul Feinbaum.
1: Feinbaum. He had his, BYU in his top four a couple of weeks ago. And it's just like, damn, BYU, it was random to everybody. But it's just like people starting to peep how BYU playing, bro. And I think, yeah. the, uh, I think the committee is actually looking at BYU and it's just like, they going to have to work for it. A lot of shit going to have to fall their way. But it's, it's, a, it's some shit. It's a possibility. So I would say not too wild to that possibility. I,
0: I said too wild to that. I said too wild just because, like I said, I feel like the committee just, they're not going to allow that, bro. Cause you, you know, I'm I'm gonna tell y'all right now. We know Clemson, and we know Bama for sure. Those are two certified. You know,
1: Ohio State. That's three. So the fourth one, really, the only loose one.
0: Yeah, Ohio State. Damn, they're finna just walk in there too. So So yeah, the only loose one. And I still got the Gators. I personally still got the Gators making the playoffs. Only way the Gators don't make it is if we get one more loss. If we get one, then the only way a two-loss team gets into the playoffs if it's It's like Alabama or Ohio State. Them, the only type of teams, they'll let two losses get into the playoffs. Florida, they're not going to let Florida slide with two losses. Like, we damn near have to be perfect or only lose one game.
1: Yeah. They can't lose no more. They can't lose no more, bro.
0: I I told my cousin that. I was like – I told my cousin Marquise. I was like, bro, because he asked me, he was like, you still feel like we're going to get into the playoffs? I was like, we can't lose again. We can't. We got to beat Georgia. If we beat Georgia – I, I, I'm confident about the rest of the games, but if we beat Georgia, they would have to see there.
1: Alabama though. <laughs> they would have to see Alabama though. Damn. And the SEC championship game, they would have to see him. Ugh. But I think they would still. Would they give it to them if they lose uh, Alabama?
0: It depends. It it ooh. It depends. It depends. They hey, Alabama <laughs> lost Jalen Waddle. That's, yeah, that's, that's, true. Only, that's that's only That's only one piece out of all that. All that going on in Bama, but hey, that one piece might be a difference maker. So yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, he was, a, he was a big piece, bro. So and that, I hope
0: Waddle get better soon, too. Yeah. Speed, he's supposed D, to be
1: a first-round pick. Do you think he should leave? It was I was, That was running through my head this weekend, bro, because he was supposed to be a first-round pick. And I don't know if he leaves coming off this type of injury if he's a first-round pick, but I'm pretty sure he wants to go to the NFL. So would you go to the NFL with uncertainty about your draft position, or would you come back and everybody know you healthy, and then get back in the first round?
0: In this type of situation, I would probably go. I'd probably just go and oh. get drafted. Yeah, because, you know, I'm usually – be teeter-tottering on this subject. Because I was teeter-tottering with – um, not with Tua on uh, if he should go or not, but how his draft stop would play. Mm-hmm. And I feel like with Waddle, we're not really discussing his draft stop. We know he going to get drafted. So I feel like that's why. know, he's going to get
1: drafted, but we don't know now because he's coming off this type of injury.
0: So is he going to be the same
1: speed? Is he going to be the same speed as he once was? There's a lot of risk that goes into it. They said uh, he might be ready by his pro day, but you don't really know if he's going to be ready by his pro day. So is he going to be the same speed? And that's what his uh, game is really built around.
0: But he's still a great route runner, and he still got hands. So it's like even if the speed is a notch behind I feel like he's still got a great chance. Even if he dropped to the second round or something, Waddle is getting drafted. Like, oh, yeah. he's going he's okay. going late first or early second.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Even with coming off of an injury.
1: I would go back, bro. I would go back for sure. Because, like I said, if he stays healthy that saying, yeah, bro, for sure, first round. Might be top 10 pick. Because the next year wide receiver class is not going to be that crazy. So, he could be easily top ten pick next year.
0: He'll, he'll probably be top five.
1: Shit. Possibly. <laughs> five. Possibly, bro. So, I would, I would go back to school, bro, get that for sure. Pick, you know what I'm saying, get that solidified. But it's all on him at this point. But that is it for Two Wild Wednesday. Let's dive into the rankings of the week. Who you got?
0: Uh, I'll go ahead and put Pittsburgh at number one. I put Pittsburgh at what, like number four, number five last week. So, hmm. I put Pittsburgh at number one. I'll keep Kansas City at number two. I put Tampa at number three. Seattle looked real shaky, but I'm going to keep them in the top five at number four. And number five, ugh, I put Tennessee at number five.
1: All right. I got uh, the Steelers, the Chiefs. Ugh. Steelers, Chiefs. Mm. The Butts. Definitely the Butts. Bucs, the best team in the NFC. Mm. The Titans and the Cardinals at five. That's what I'm liking. That's what I'm liking this week, bro. So those are my top five, bro. Okay, and let's
0: I, I low key got Green Bay like right outside. Green Bay, possibly. Five. They they right outside my top five.
1: Yeah. All right, bro, now let's dive into the picks of the week.
0: All oh, right. we are tied, by the way. I just want everybody to know that he was going to try and blow past it. We <laughs> are tied, finally. <laughs> I've always been four games behind him, and then last week I dropped it to three games behind, and now we are tied because I damn near had a flawless week. I
1: had a, I had a, I had a terrible week, bro. That's all I got. <laughs> I went eight and six last week. It was a terrible week. But like <laughs> I had told him last week, the three-game lead I had was some breathing room. It gave me some time to fuck up. It gave me a week to fuck up. You feel what I'm saying? But now I got to be back on my shit now. I got to be back on my shit. I was picking a lot of upsets last week, and I got bit in the ass. So now I got to come back right. I got to come back right now. Yeah, man. All right, bro, the first game, we got the Falcons versus Panthers uh, Thursday night.
0: I told you. Stop asking me. I'm (laughs) never picking the Falcons, the Panthers.
1: That was another team who bit me in the ass. The Falcons, oh, my God, y'all bit me in the
0: ass. Let me talk about this. Oh, Oh, my God. God, Y'all
1: bit me in the ass, bro.
0: The Falcons are the funniest team in the NFL. How do you score (laughs) on accident? I'm going to ask it again. How do you score... On accident. And that's the reason we're we're gonna use this clip. This is gonna be the clip that we use. So I'm gonna tell you that right (laughs) now. This is the clip that we're gonna put. The Falcons are the funniest team in the NFL because they scored on accident. Todd Gurley fell at the goal line and he thought he didn't score, but in fact, he fell exactly on the goal line, which gave them the score, which gave Matt Stafford shout out to Matt Stafford. He'd be underperforming, but I like Matt Stafford. Give them enough time. (laughs) Gave them enough time to drive, score, and win the game. When all y'all had to do was not score. We beg Atlanta all the time to get into the end zone. They never do. The one time we need you to not score, y'all somehow find y'all way in there. To...
1: It's funny because Atlanta fans knew what was going to happen when he scored a touchdown. It's like, we're going to lose. Yeah. I seen black tweet, and he was like, yeah, we're going to lose at this
0: It one. was sad. It was
1: sad. <laughs> the hope in Atlanta is just gone. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they hey, know what's
1: gonna happen with this team. What
0: Carlos Miller said when he had that Atlanta. I was foul. like, bro, I don't wear this for the team. I wear this for the fans. I wear this cause it's Atlanta. Like, man. It's cause it's Atlanta. This ain't got nothing to do with the team support or nothing.
1: Oh man, bit me in the ass, but it's all good. I got the Panthers though. Panthers for Thursday night,
0: definitely. I might Teddy be Bridgewater.
1: I might be rocking with you with the Falcons, man. They bit me in the ass. I think the last three weeks they bit me in the ass. The last two weeks. Get on my nerves, man. All right, bro. The next one, Colts and Lions.
0: Uh, I'll go with the Colts. I got the Colts. Jets versus Chiefs. Chiefs. Chiefs.
1: Raiders versus Browns.
0: Raiders. Raiders.
1: Rams versus Dolphins. Rams. Rams. Steelers versus Ravens. Ooh, look like game of the week.
0: Ooh. Ooh. Damn, Steelers and the Ravens. This my upset. I'm picking the Ravens to get Steelers they first loss. I got We the- it, ain't, it ain't been enough Lamar Jackson talk this season. Yeah, let let me go with the Ravens. They've been re- everybody been real quiet about Lamar this season.
1: I don't think he's been playing that well. I really haven't been looking at him though.
0: I don't know. Exactly. Like nobody been watching. Nobody really been talking about him.
1: <laughs> it's like we expect y'all when you when we start to expect y'all to be good. It's just like that's a good thing, honestly. When your name really not in the headlines, there's nothing to talk about. You just win. That's why you want to be. You
0: just want to yeah. win and
1: go about your business. And
0: you know? I think it's like we've seen all the tricks now. Like the first the first two years, it was like, hey, we've we this this is the new. I don't want to call him Michael Vick because he, he's his own person, but I'm just saying that for reference. This is the new Michael Vick era type shit. So the first two years, we was excited. We wanted to see every play, every down, every game. But now it's like, like you said, they winning us. So it was like, hey, just y'all doing what y'all supposed to do.
1: Exactly. But I got the Steelers, though. Give me the Steelers. Mm. Titans versus Bengals.
0: Titans. Titans.
1: Vikings versus Packers. 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 Chargers versus Broncos.
0: Uh, Chargers.
1: Chargers, too.
0: I like, I like Herbert to get that second win in a row.
1: Yeah. I got 49ers versus Seahawks. Ooh. Damn.
0: Ooh. I'm going to pick the 49ers, but Russ going to have a great game, and I feel like they're still going to lose.
1: The Seahawks have the 49ers number, so I'm going to ride out with Seahawks. Uh, Saints versus Bears?
0: Mm, I'm going to go with the Bears.
1: The Bears. Every time I pick the Bears, I feel like they disappoint (laughs) me. They they disappoint me every time I pick them. I don't know. Is is Mike Thomas going to be back this week? Or is he still hurt?
0: Ooh, good question. That I do not know. I, I do not know. I can try a little real quick if you want. Yeah, a little real quick, bro. I
1: ain't going I, I to be uninformed no more going into questions. We too tied up. We too neck and neck for me to be uninformed <laughs> going into these matchups. Let me see. No, We're Mike Thomas
0: scene, Injury report. Neat. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Yep, Mike Thomas still out.
1: Yeah. All right. I'm to the
0: Bears. All right. And hey, you oh, know what's funny? What? They're probably going to clear him <laughs> later this week. Hey. They're probably oh, going to yeah,
1: clear him yeah. later this week. I'm hinging my whole <laughs> pick on this, man. He's going to be playing. He's going to be active.
0: They go wait until Friday evening <laughs> to be like, Michael Thomas has been cleared. <laughs> okay, the Facts,
1: Bears. bro. That shit going be hot. All right, bro. I'm still rocking out with the Bears, though. Cowboys versus Eagles. Sunday night football. We uh, need to stop. We need to stop with these primetime NFL. Yeah. Games,
0: this,
1: this needs to be flexed. We don't want to see this for Sunday night football. We don't. If,
0: they, if, if y'all can flex the Raiders and the Bucks game, which was actually, even though the Bucks blew them out, but it was still a decent game to watch. If y'all can flex that game out, I know damn well y'all can flex what this trash game out. Get that Steelers like,
1: and uh what's the name game? Still, yeah. And like, game what Baltimore
0: the hell game. like y'all got that in the middle of the day when that should be like prime time, everybody at home at night watching type game. But yeah, uh, who I got winning? Damn. <laughs>
1: I swear, these be the toughest games, bro. These, these, these the real deal be the games. toughest games. I
0: and I feel like that's why they be keeping them on primetime, because as <laughs> trash as it is, these be the toughest games to pick, honestly. I
1: swear to God, they do
0: it. <laughs> uh, damn. I'm it's rocking like, out with the
1: Eagles. I got the Eagles.
0: It's like the Eagles looking solid, <laughs> but the Cowboys been trash for like, what, two weeks now? Nah? So it's like they got to get some type of positivity. Damn,
1: you gonna rock out with the boys,
0: Derek? I swear, y'all team, your team better not let me down. I'm going with the Eagles,
1: definitely the Eagles. All right, Monday Night Football: Bucks versus Giants. This is flex too, but uh, yeah, I get the Bucks. All right, and that's oh, did I miss one? I did miss one: Patriots versus Bills. Um, Bills. This is do or die week. Make a break. I got Patriots, man. Show me some. I got
0: got Cam having a good game, but I still got the Bills winning. The Bills going to be better than the Patriots, but Cam going to play straight.
1: Show me some, Cam. Show me some. I'm rocking out with the Pats. All right, bro. Let's move on to some more sports. Uh, First off, I just want to give congratulations to the Los Angeles Dodgers for winning the World Series. Yes, sir. Honestly, fuck y'all. We should (laughs) have won that (laughs) motherfucking World Series, dog. (laughs) No bullshit. Y'all beat two Florida teams in two <laughs> major sports. Fuck y'all, bro. Real deal. Y'all beat us in basketball and baseball. I'm not giving y'all congratulations. That's why I didn't post nothing on uh, the podcast last night.
0: Congratulations yeah. to the LA Dodgers. Fuck y'all. y'all beat my on team. behalf of me. <laughs> on behalf of me. I ain't a sore loser. I'll give you credit. No. Um, cause we we the Rays honestly lost because of our own doing. I'm not even gonna flex. Uh Cash pulled out snail. When Snell was having a great game, Snell had like what nine strikes, I think, and you pulled him out because he let like one hit or one run come. I forgot how I forgot how that whole scenario happened. But Snell had one slip up, and I'm like, you take him out because of that. Like he been on fire like the whole game, and you got Mookie Betts coming up the bat, and we the know The whole Snell... top of
1: the order. The whole top of the order.
0: That's what I'm saying. I'm like, you know, Snell. Regardless if you're trying to save him for Game Seven or whatever, no, that don't matter. Right now it's Game Six. Like, this is what matters right now. This moment. You you can worry about how he gonna play next game when the game is over. But you took out Snell, who is hot at this moment, and you I forgot who they had come in right after. But um, yeah, I forgot too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I forgot who they had. I ain't give a damn at that point. I damn to stop watching. But um, you had another you had a right handed pitcher come in, who Mookie. Mookie Betts literally looked over to the um to the dugout and smiled, cause he knew what was gonna happen. He knew Snell could have had a chance to get a mop, like for real, for real. But this picture that the Rays brought in, I'm like, damn, bro, this got this got home run or double written all over it. And Mookie did what he had to do. He got some more people on base. They ended up getting some. I think they got what one more run in, or something like that. More runs in that that inning, at least. Yeah. And then Dodgers ended up winning the game. I was just like, "Damn, bro! Analytics are not always right. I They're don't never care what right that she, I don't care what that sheet say. They play a big factor now. I'm not gonna say they never matter, but in that situation, your eyes showed you that you need to keep him in. Now, if he playing kind of mid and the the stat showing that he playing kind of mid, okay, take him out. But the stats showing something and your eyes seeing something else, go with your eyes, bro. That's the moment you got to throw away the stat paper. For real, for real. Yeah, man.
1: Ray's, y'all let me down. Honestly, I honestly ain't pay attention to this series, but y'all got some good pieces, though, man. I ain't gonna lie, man. Uh, what I've been seeing in this series, uh, Kier Meyer, what's black dude named? Randy, Randy or Zarena, uh, uh, yeah.
0: I'll, I never know how to say his last name. Rosa Rayner. Uh, Rosa uh, Yeah, yeah.
1: So shout out to him. Is he the only black person on the team? Nah. It is another, the dude who tried to steal home. I remember him.
0: I forgot his no, name. No, no, that's what you're talking about. That's 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 who you're talking about.
1: <laughs> that's not a Rosarena.
0: That was literally a Rosarena.
1: No, it was another black dude on the team, bro.
0: He stole home.
1: No, you oh, – Oh, you're talking about the other people.
0: game. Yeah, it about, was the dude oh.
1: that brought the steal home and got out.
0: Yeah, I know. Oh, okay.
1: And that's the other black dude I remember. But, uh, yeah, Rosarena actually scored the game-winning uh, – Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. you right. But, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But, yeah, it's a, they got, got a lot of good pieces, bro. Do you see them getting back anytime soon, though?
0: We can. Like within the next five years, we're going to continue to be a playoff threat team and a hopeful World Series team. Do I see back to back? I ain't going to say that right now. But I, I definitely feel like over the next five years, we can get there one or two more times for sure.
1: How I honestly felt about the situation the only reason the Rays were so successful this season, they're used to playing with no fans. They have no fans at the Ray Stadium, (laughs) so they were used to having no
0: fans. That's a terrible way to look at it. I, I wasn't even nah. I was thinking. I'm not giving that.
1: I was thinking about that the whole season. I'm like, that's why they're doing good. They used to have no fans. Everybody else is used to having great fans. They get no support from the city. But
0: Rays, Rays, we have fans. We don't have fans like every. I was about to
1: say, bro. Don't try to compare them to the Reds. What you
0: talking about? To other teams? To them, other teams? I used—I mean, yeah, compared to other teams, but I'm saying like for our stadium, this like stadium be I, empty, bro. Do not. I used try to work to there. Them. How you
1: gonna tell me? No, this like, stadium used to be empty, bro. Do not try to play me. We're,
0: we're not a we're not a full house every game type of team. I'm a I'm gonna tell you that off real. But certain mm-hmm. games, we we damn near hit max capacity. I'm not gonna lie to you. Certain games we do not.
1: Yeah, when the Yankees there and the Yankees fans come through.
0: Yankees, Red Sox, Dodgers, who else? Um. And that's when the fans come. The the Orioles. It don't matter.
1: I said what I said. I said what I said.
0: They're not going to be the same. Hey, it's tickets regardless. I don't give a damn who actually does. No, (laughs) but I'm saying they're not
1: packed with fans. And that's why they were used to it this season. They were used to not having it. Bro, that has an impact on the squad. I'm telling you, all not having fans affected a lot of teams this season. Affected a lot of teams this season in baseball and in basketball. Already uh, brought it up with basketball as well. So I feel like it did have an impact on that season. I think it was a good impact. Especially them having a young team as well. So I think it had a huge impact. But uh yeah. But they will be back soon. I do expect it. Uh but I want to talk about the Justin Turner situation, bro. With it, the whole COVID, he got pulled in the sixth inning yeah. when they found that he got COVID and actually snatched him off the field, But How do you feel like how um how do you feel about how they went about that, bro? Because he ended up coming back out when they celebrated and took off his mask and everything, and he was chilling with them. So I'm like, how y'all really treating the situation? That shit was weird. That's
0: why I felt like that entire situation was stupid. I was like, yeah. first off, if you find out mid game that you got it and you already been around everybody nine times out of ten, you That's already. That's what I'm the saying. Spot. So you might as well just let him stay out there and just tell him after the game. And then, like you said, after the game when they were celebrating, where was he with everybody else with his mask off? Shit didn't so make. It was like y'all took him out of the game for damn near no reason. The
1: problem I had was that why did why are you getting results in the middle of the game? You should be getting results before the game before they even go out there.
0: If you didn't get your results, you damn near not even supposed to be playing. That's what I'm saying.
1: (laughs) That's what I'm saying. That
0: shit made no sense. That was real swept under the rug. They swept. They should have
1: been disqualified for that in general. Anyway, low
0: key. High key. high key, that should have been. We should have had that for two hours Wednesday. That's not too wild, bro.
1: High key. I didn't even think about that. I just thought about it right now. They could have been disqualified for that. Y'all niggas playing because yeah. the Rays players could have caught that at that point. You're,
0: you're letting playing. somebody play who did not clear through their COVID test, and everybody else on the field and in the dugouts have cleared. But y'all playing somebody y'all know who have not who has not cleared their COVID test yet.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's crazy, bro. Because that that wasn't – yeah, like you said, it was swept under the rug because it was talked about today in the media circles, but it was more about how the situation was, uh like, handled, Handled. how he just got pulled, like, in the 60s.
0: Not the the fact that y'all did something that is against, like, policy right now amongst all sports.
1: Exactly, bro. Exactly. I think it was more because it was the Dodgers. They haven't won since 88. So let's give them that. But I feel like if this was the Astros – Oh, you better know the Astros would have got so much backlash for this. The
0: shit. Astros are walking on thin ice for <laughs> at least the next ten years. If they're, the they're not boys, going. This
1: shit would have been completely different.
0: They're not getting anything easy for them over the next ten years. People are going to hold some grudges for at least ten years.
1: Oh yeah, deservedly so. Deservedly so, bro. But that shit was just weird entirely. You pull him, he comes back. He take off his mask. He's taking pictures. He's chilling. It's like, how do y'all really feel about COVID at this point? Like you exactly. said, if, he's, if he has COVID, he's been in the dugout for six innings. Like, he's been affected. Somebody on the and team, And he's been man.
0: around raised players. He's been within six feet of certain raised players. So it's like, hey, somebody affected by now.
1: Come on, bro. That shit don't make no sense, bro. But we can move on, bro. But that shit would definitely swept under the rug. Mm-mm-mm. Let's move on to some NBA topics, bro. Uh, the Rockets have found their new head coach, Uh the Mavs assistant Steven Silas. I do want to say he's black. He's black. So congratulations to him. Shout out to him, man. We definitely need more. i seen that.
0: that. I seen that. I was like, oh wow. Shout out to Mark Cuban. Mark Cuban, one of my favorite owners. So shout out to him for that. They uh they got they I'm pretty sure he had a way of plugging him into that. So shout out to Mark Cuban. I think his dad
1: used to be the coach. I think Paul Silas might be his father. And Paul Silas was Braun's first head coach, if I remember right. That, way, that's way, a good way. plug,
0: too. Either yeah. way, that it's a good plug to have either way. Yeah. So, so shout out to him, bro. We
1: need more black head coaches, man, and we, we got another one. I Definitely didn't know him shy, before this.
0: Shout out to but... Silas. He's been in the league for a minute, and what he's been doing with Dallas, is like, hey, like, can't turn your nose up at that.
1: Yeah. I seen Sam Cassell, uh, he agreed to be on somebody's assistant coach. I think it was Philly. He agreed to be on Philly assistant coach. and Now, that kind of disappointed me because I feel like there are more openings.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, are
1: there more openings left?
0: Uh... OKC okay, has theirs. an opening.
1: Open, OKC okay, has an opening.
0: Oh, damn. They do. I would say Pelicans got their coach. Rockets got theirs. Philly got theirs.
1: I think OKC okay, might be the only one. Mm-hmm. But I was disappointed to see that he agreed to be with them. Maybe, maybe he interviewed and wasn't the guy. But it's just like, damn. I wanted to see I mean, more
0: progression. But I, I do too. But he with Doc in Philly. so.
1: Yeah, but it's about time you break off Doc Cote. You know what yeah, I yeah. you paid right. your dues under Doc. No disrespect to Doc, but you paid your dues. He been yeah. in the system for how long? Under Doc, it's like man, I'm ready to see him be a coach for real, man. You know, run that, run the actual show. Right. That's what I really wanted to see. So I was disappointed to see that he did that. But hopefully, that day does come soon for Sam Cassell.
0: Do you feel like anything is going to change with Dallas now? Now that um, oh, Dallas Rockets. is gone. I Rockets. mean, the the Rockets. Yeah. Oh, do you?
1: Oh, do I feel like the coaching change? Oh, that?
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. With yeah.
1: I don't think it's going to affect anything with Dallas. Uh, I think Luka's running the whole show over there. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's nothing really going to change. And I, I mean, as far
0: it. as, like, um, the way schemes? they do. Yeah, defensive oh. schemes, rotations, like anything. You feel like <laughs> any slights are coming off of that?
1: No, because I always feel like um, once you show somebody how to play defense, the head coach and other assistant coaches pick up on that. So, even yep. if the coach leaves, your system still can stay around. And that's how it was for the Rockets. Um, The Rockets coach, I forgot what his name was. The name started with an A. But he was the defensive coach when they were going and they were playing against the Warriors. When they was going like head-to-head against the Warriors. And when he left, they was like, oh, it's going to be some real trouble for the Rockets on defense. But they were playing like the same type of defense because his system still stayed. Even though he left, we've been playing your defense for the past couple of years now. So we already know it. We don't need you when we know the system. So I feel like that's how it is in the Dallas, and that's how it was in Houston. So I don't think it would be a change for Dallas at all because his system is still going to stay around. And for Houston, uh, I really don't know what he's going to bring to the table. That's that's kind of a wait-and-see type of scenario for me.
0: It's a lot of question marks with Houston in general right now. So I ain't really – I don't know what to expect with Houston currently. Like, Mm -hmm. until, until the NBA season get ready to start again and I'm really starting to look at teams, I don't know what to think of Houston at this point. Damn, mm-hmm. Definitely finna hit the restart button, low key.
1: Soon, soon, most definitely, bro. I wouldn't be opposed if they did, they they did it yeah. next year. They give this Russell Westbrook thing one more go, and it's like, man, you got to trade everybody at this point, man. Yeah, let's, let's start you new.
0: Clean, clean house, and just start all the way over. And then questions will come if James Harden want to stay through that or go somewhere else. Nah, so
1: I feel like he might be traded, bro. But, oh
0: um, well, yo! No matter how he goes. Oh yeah, else, yeah, yeah. Because
1: yeah. um, one place I was talking about last week, and we can move on to the Daryl Morey getting with Philly and becoming their um basketball operations uh overseer. I don't forgot what his title was, but yeah, something yeah, the along basketball those, operations. Yeah, yeah, something along those lines. So I want to see him with Philly soon, if they keep Embiid or if they keep Simmons. I feel like he will work with either one of the two, mm-hmm. but I think him and Simmons. It's something that I would like to see, though. I don't know how it will work. Doc Rivers is going to have to make something shape, shake, but that's a pairing I would like to see.
0: That would be better because you gave um, insight to that point, I think, last week. It, was it last week or was the it week? It
1: the week before. It was the week before.
0: It, yeah, because you, you were talking about how with Embiid, you have to feed Embiid. Mm-hmm. And the way James Harden plays, <clears throat> it's not really a feed a big man type of situation. But with Ben Simmons, you could do a lot of, Dribble to the basket pass kick out options, or, or pick and roll fight, with Ben Simmons, yeah, or pick and roll because with him vice versa exactly, and Ben Simmons can if he learns to get a shot and because we know he he has the handles, he has the defensive promise and everything, so if he can get a shot, he can do this he could be the same threat by being the primary ball holder and kick it out to James Harden in certain situations. Yeah, so I agree that scenario works better than with Embiid.
1: Yeah. So how do you feel like Maury will impact the Philly franchise moving forward, man? Do you see anything changing
0: soon? I feel like they'll have a better chance of he's an extra voice when it comes to. Getting and he's a, he's about
1: analytics, bro. And the, this Philadelphia team as constructed isn't really analytics based. So do you feel like he change it that way?
0: I feel like he'll change it that way, and when it comes to draft picks, I feel like him being the head of basketball operations, I feel like his input with the analytical, analytical scheme that he has, I feel like he'll be able to pick out certain draft picks better than they have recently with mm-hmm. what they've been doing.
1: Yeah, yeah. I can definitely see that. <laughs> I was seeing a lot of jokes on Twitter, man, <laughs> because I, like I said it last week, because Daryl Morey – he was hated or like it was a lot of friction around Daryl Moore because of what happened in China and that whole situation. So yep. I see somebody had a joke, man. It was like it was like Adam Silver on the phone, and it was he was talking to um the owner of Philadelphia. They was like, Why you hired him? Like, we were doing better, <laughs> we just got the China deal back. Why did you hire him? We don't want him to do this anymore. That shit had me crying, bro. I, I didn't crying. think Daryl Moore would get a job this fast, bro. I really didn't. And it's crazy because this goes back to the the I don't want to keep blinging up race, but we have to at this point. Did you look at anybody else for this position black? Right. Because he got hired. He got hired in a, a week. He got hired. So who else did you look at for, you know what I'm saying, for that opportunity? Was it somebody black or did you just say, oh, more is available. Okay, let's get him. Like, then what little, what search did you do in that time frame, bro? That shit was crazy. So that's the that was the thought process going through that. Moving on. Rondo to the Clippers is a possibility, a rumor that I've been seeing. How you feel about the move?
0: I don't like it. I just feel like he fits better with the Lakers LA versus the Clippers LA. Actually, no. I'm not gonna say that. I'm not gonna say he fits better, but who would you first off, you gotta get rid of somebody to get Rondo. So who would you get rid of? Uh, He a free agent. He a free agent? Yeah. Oh, who am I thinking of? I'm thinking of somebody else then. Free agent, ooh. Nah, I still don't like it. (laughs) Nah, I I can't even detail why I don't really like it right now, but I feel like he should stay with the Lakers just off of the fact that he had a very good aggressive front – Not what's the word I'm trying to use? He had an aggressive backcourt position. With the Lakers that they were missing, and if you bring Avery Bradley back, you got Rondo and Avery Bradley in that backcourt, and I feel like that can be a very aggressive. And Rondo got a shot now, so I feel like the way the Lakers. Whoa!
1: Whoa! 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 Rondo got.
0: Let's not. He didn't really have a shot to begin with. He didn't have a shot to begin with. Let's not
1: say that now. I wouldn't say Rondo has a shot now. He was hitting more. But he doesn't have a shot.
0: That's what I'm saying. He has a shot now. He has some type of shot. Rondo has never really had a shot. So the fact that he, he's he been hitting... I ain't
1: letting you get that one off. I ain't letting you... He, get you, that. Have
0: to, you have to say he has some type of shot now. You have to say it's that. It's better. Okay, so he has and, a shot. And, and I don't know how
1: much of a compliment that is because he really never made shit before.
0: That's what I'm saying. He has a shot now. <laughs> uh, I just feel uh, like... He doesn't
1: have a shot, bro. He just... It's hard.
0: To it's, I ain't saying it was top tier. I ain't saying Rondo got a shot shot, but it's like he has a shot now. Like you can <laughs> point at Rondo and be like, "Yeah, you have a shot." But I feel like offensively, he fits better with the um with the what's called, with the Lakers than he does with the Clippers. Defensively, that'll just add fuel to the fire what the Clippers already got. But offensively, I feel like he'll thrive better with staying with the Lakers. Mm. I don't I really see like anywhere else where he would go either.
1: Yeah, I actually like him with the Clippers, man. I actually do. I think he fits for both teams, honey. I mean, Rondo is that type of dude It has that type of personality where he can walk into any situation. And he's that guy. He has the championship experience, so you're going to trust him. And he's a playmaker. And I feel like that's something the, the Clippers really need. Um, last year, they even though you do have Kawhi and you have PG, they really didn't have anybody else to create shots for others. Pat Bev isn't going to do that. Uh, who else? Shamit isn't going to do that. Lou Will trying to get a bucket, or he looking for Harold. So it's not really a lot of people looking to set up others. And they had a lot of pieces to give it to. So I think if you bring in somebody like Rondo, he can create a lot for others. And less burden will have to be on PG and on Kawhi to create everything. Because you got to remember, Kawhi had the ball, in his, or the ball in his hands a lot, like creating-wise, trying to play make. And that's not really Kawhi's game. Kawhi mostly tries to just get a bucket at the end of the day. And when yep. you try to force him to create, he has improved in that, in that department. But I don't think that's what he really wants to do. And that's why he wants a point guard that can do that. And I think the – yeah, and I think the uh, Rondo would be a good fit for that. Uh, all right, bro. One more topic regarding the NBA is no NBA All-Star game this season. With the with the I think the season still going to be 72 games. Oh,
0: it was one more thing too before we dive into that. Uh Amari Stoudemire got hired for, ah, yes. uh, to be the Brooklyn Nets assistant coach with mm-hmm. Steve Nash. Didn't really know how I felt about that. I felt like it was enough. I mean, black man getting a, a coaching job. So you got Steve Nash who got head coach with no prior coaching experience, and now you got Amari Stoudemire who also has no prior coaching experience. And I feel like they kind of matched the level of curiosity because it's like you give this white player, as great as a player Steve Nash was, you give this white man a head coaching opportunity with no prior coaching experience. So the fact that they made up by giving the assistant coach being a black man with no prior coaching experience, I commend them for that because it's like, hey, if you're going to give him a job with no coaching experience, you should give him a job with no coaching experience as well. So I was happy about that. But as far as how the actual coaching job is going to go, I don't really know because we've never seen either of them coach before, and I ain't never really dug into Amari Stoudemire's brain or player IQ like that anyway. So I I was questionable to see how that was going to turn out. I feel like they just got him because of talent reasons and because his name, Amari. So, yeah.
1: I don't know how this is going to go. Usually when you're a new coach, you want to get backed up or fill your assistant coaches with uh, coaches that have been there, veteran coaches, things like that. And when you go, I don't know if Amar is his top assistant or what, but you usually want to fill it with veteran coaches that can give you some experience, put you on game to a lot of things that you will see, things like that. So I don't know really how that will go for them this season. If he is the top assistant, I really don't know anybody else on the coaching staff. Um and once again I'll talk about the NBA All Star game. They said it's not gonna be one this year. How do you feel about that?
0: Uh being that the last one we just seen was the best one in I don't know how long. Uh I got mixed emotions. I kind of wanted to see another one because of the fact that they played so hard in this previous one. Uh but dunk contests been pissing everybody off the past few years. Uh yeah, I just feel like it's – I want to see one, but I feel like this gives them a great opportunity to sit down and think about new ways to get people excited about the All-Star game again because they already fixed the actual All-Star game to make it more competitive. I feel like now this give you all time to sit back and think about other ways to make the dunk contest more effective and attractable. Uh, the three-point shooting contest has been great, but it's like see if you could do something to change that. Mm-hmm. or the skills competition or something like that. Yeah. I've been saying for years. Maybe a one-on-one competition to to 10 or 11 or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Find different ways to attract things or like for the dunk contest, have a amateur dunk contest and an NBA dunk contest because we've been saying for years how the contestants for the dunk contest just they ain't been hitting like how they mm-hmm. used to. And the ones that did hit um Gordon got robbed and then Shout Gordon got robbed again. Shout out to Derek Jones. Huh?
1: Shout out to Derek Jones, Jr.
0: Man. Gordon Shout got robbed Derrick twice. Derrick. Gordon got robbed twice. <laughs> I, I don't want to hear it. Jones is a great player and I rock with him, but he Gordon, Gordon got dropped. He got um he got what's called it twice. I don't care. What do you mean you don't care? I don't care. he on. Am I supposed to be Phil Sarfan? Huh? Am I supposed to feel
1: sorry for him because he lost?
0: Yes. Not because he lost, but because he really got, like, he got, what's the term I just used? He robbed. Yeah, he, he literally got robbed. Like, doing dunks that we've never really seen before, which is the whole point of the dunk contest. I feel like the moment you start doing shit we ain't never seen before, you damn near have to win at that point. Against Zach Levine, he did dunks we've never seen before. But Zach Levine goes between the legs with a dunk that we've seen people attempt several times we give that the dub over us But
1: I think I think that's the problem though bro that's the problem y'all take shit for granted just cuz y'all seeing it don't take away the difficulty of that dunk dump. those dunks oh, that well, like, Zach was, was, was getting was off was
0: crazy more. What Eric Gordon was doing was way more difficult Huh from
1: the under free throw the, line between the legs is crazy.
0: Under both of your legs over a rotating mascot on a hook. You were
1: doing roller? some tough shit, but that's what I said. That's what I said. I, I agree that he got robbed the first time. I agree that he got robbed. The second time, I'm going to ride out on my, my man Derrick Jones, though. But I'm, I'm tired of y'all taking for granted the, the off the glass, between the legs, like it's just some regular shit. That's the problem. we just taking shit for granted too much. I'm not
0: saying I ain't taking it for granted, because what Zach Levine did was amazing, but... Aaron Gordon still had better dunks. Like, he literally had the more complicated dunks to do. And I rock with Derrick Jones, but Aaron Gordon, again, was doing some crazy shit. Like, it's the fact that I can't even fault Aaron Gordon for missing attempts because he's literally trying to do stuff that nobody has done before. Like, he's not like other dunk competitors who attempt shit that they could damn near get on the first try unless they, like, really just slip with the ball or something. He attempting shit that's like, hey, I'm finna get y'all heads with this one. Like, y'all finna get up out y'all seats with this. So, the fact that he damn near said, I'm not even finna be in this shit no more, I I applauded him for that. I'm like, bro, thank you, because you, you wasting your time trying to impress everybody when they going with the popular dunks that we've seen over and over again.
1: He made a diss track against D-Wade. I don't give a fuck about that nigga no more. I, I, I truly don't. I just don't give a fuck about that. Because
0: D. Wade is the reason all of this happened. Dude. I don't care. <laughs> I don't D-way care what the, is reason, the reason. I don't give a damn what
1: the reason is. You lost.
0: Eat it. Let's Eat. top it, dog. You're not. You're not. He's upset making
1: of millions me. of dollars. Stop crying for a nigga who making millions of dollars. You're
0: not upset enough for me. You're not upset. Why do I
1: gotta be upset?
0: For what? It was a pure robbery so twice. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> You're but
1: I do want to uh, harp on the uh, All-Star game, though. Due to coronavirus is the reason why uh, All-Star game would not be played this year. Uh, they don't want fans or anything to be, um, be inside of a stadium or uh, side of arena. They don't want players to be around that. So it's going to be interesting to see how they set up the season if they're not going to have an All-Star game. Because if you don't want an arena filled with fans, it's like, damn, are we going to have to do bubble again in a couple of months with the season two months away? So, now it's interesting to see moving forward. So, still trying to see what they're going to do with that, bro. So, they got two more weeks. I think they said they're in meetings right now trying to decide, or like, actually hammer out dates when the season will start, um, how they're going to play the season, uh, they're, if it's going to be in the bubbles and shit like that. So, they're having meetings as we speak, uh, speak right now. They said they could go into next week. Today's episode is brought to you by Restaurant.com. With Restaurant.com, you can save at thousands of restaurants across the country with just a few clicks. Their dining deals range from $5 to $100, never expire, and cost you a fraction of the price. Dinner has never been easier with Restaurant.com. Use for dine-in, takeout, or delivery. Restaurant.com is offering our listeners 50% off their next purchase by going to www.restaurant.com podcast. That's www.restaurant.com slash podcast for 50% off your next purchase. Restaurant.com, the best deal every meal. All right, but let's move into social media wants to know. This is what I was talking to you about before the, um, the podcast, bro. Yeah. I was listening to the Serious Sir- XM, bro, on the comedy channel, and them niggas was talking about some funny shit. I think this was Earthquake who was on when I was listening, bro. So this is, the, this is the first question, though. They said, at the altar, if there was a 60-40 chance your girl would say yes, would you take it and ask her?
0: If I know it's a 60-40 chance? Yes. Yeah. You 60, 60, it? 60% that she'll say yeah? Yeah. I mean, wait, wait, hold on. If we had the altar, you already said yes.
1: Fucking my fault. Not at the altar. Proposing. Oh, proposal? Yeah. You taking 60-40? There's a yeah. 40% chance. She
0: gonna say no. If That's it's a 90 percent chance and she say no, then what?
1: <laughs> it really depends on how she feeling that day at that point.
0: That's risk. what I'm saying. Like,
1: so, so you taking that risk? You taking 60, that risk?
0: I'll take 60 That's 40.
1: crazy. Because everybody, it's funny because when I, when I was listening, everybody was like, I'm not taking that chance, bro. And then they started to talk about like the amount of time it would take for a girl to say yes. So they was like, man, because I think
0: it's like it's like, bro, no matter how great the relationship is going, it's never going to be an absolute. Yeah, I know she gonna say yes. Like she might say she might say no.
1: It is, though, bro. It is. She might
0: say she might say no, because she feel like financially y'all not ready. She might say no, because y'all living arrangement ain't what it need to be. She might say no. For any other reason, it might not got nothing to do with y'all feelings towards each other. She might love you to the moon and back, but it might be something else that she might be like, wait, I don't think it's the right time for. It could be anything. So that's why I say but usually,
1: But usually, bro, usually after proposals, people break up. So when you say no to a proposal, it's just like, y'all done at that point. So I ain't no, oh, ain't I no, didn't say yes because of finances or some shit like that. Most of the time, people are like, they breaking up after you said no to a proposal. So you are gonna take that risk?
0: I ain't gonna break up with you, but it depends. But I'm saying that's what
1: happened in most uh, most scenarios.
0: Yeah, in most scenarios, knowing me, I probably I'm not gonna break up with you, but it's like I don't know. I have a lot of question marks after that because it's like, damn, like, I, first off, you got to tell me why why you said no. So if you tell me why, and I I kind of understand the reason why you said why. But then she ain't going to tell so. you the
1: reason. I don't feel like she's going to tell you the reason.
0: Oh, bro. you you have to tell me the reason. Not, not
1: right there at the, at the oh office,
0: Oh, oh I no, right there, office, no.
1: At, no. I'm about to say right there?
0: I was like, right there, no, no. Right I, don't, there. I, don't need, I don't need everybody in my business knowing why you're you you, no. Because you're like.
1: in shock at that point. You're just like, whoa. Because 60-40 chance, you know, you're know going into a 60-40 chance. So you know it's a possibility, but you're still going to be shocked if she says no, bro. So I was just like, man, is this, is this it? I think it would be it. I don't think I'll try to get
0: back. I feel like it all depends on if you do it publicly or privately. If you're most doing it publicly,
1: most are public nowadays, though.
0: I feel like the question should have got real specific. Cause if you ask a bunch of dudes if you propose privately in a 6040, they're gonna be publicly,
1: like bro, yeah, publicly, bro. They, publicly they're gonna
0: be like, Yeah, fuck it. I'll still ask. Like, but nah, this is publicly because they were talking about
1: embarrassment and shit like that. So this is publicly here.
0: So publicly 60 40. At the end of the day, you never really know. Honestly, I think I you do, bro. You though. girls drop
1: hints, bro, and be like, all right, nigga, it's about that time, nigga. You know what I'm saying? That you should be proposing right now.
0: If it's to that point, then that's when it's damn near six. Yeah, girls
1: be doing that in a year into relationship and be like, if, all right, nigga, dropping hits.
0: It's the difference between dropping hints and damn near pressing pressuring you to ask the question. Oh,
1: I ain't saying pressing, but it's still hints that be like, hey. Hey now, nah, you know. Okay, so you if she if she's dropping
0: it. subtle hints, if she's dropping subtle hints, okay. But if she giving you the attitude of like I know oh, she, yeah. I know she kind of forcing me to hurry up and ask, yeah. then that's when it's sixty forty for real. Cause it's like that's not
1: sixty forty. No, she's gonna say yes to the marriage, but she's like, hey, hurry up with it. I feel like that's when I she's like, know. hurry up. I feel like that's if she school. if she's pressing you to say yes, or she's pressing you to propose she's definitely going to say yes because she's pressing you because she wants to do it. She wants to get this part of her life done with and over with. She wants to transition. So she's going to say yes. So that's definitely 100%. 60-40 is just like you're in an uncertain point of your relationship. You don't know which way it could go. So it's just like, fuck it. I feel like it's the right time right now. You got your percentages on your side, but it's still a chance because you don't know which way she going to go. And this this I want to bring up the point too, because they were talking about how much time would you let go by if you asked the girl uh if you uh, would you marry me? it's like how much time would you give it
0: so how much time would but you before, give before before i ask that question if you get
1: on one knee how much time does the girl have to answer your question
0: i mean it's a lot to take into that. What if no. she start, like what if she start crying or something? Like, what if my limit is ten seconds and she start crying and it take her like two or three minutes? Bruh. to actually respond Answer to the question. You
1: trying to avoid the question? Answer the Agga. Answer the question now, because you know most of these uh, proposals be like, damn near, you before you even get on your knee, they crying because they happy. So I'm saying, if the how much time are you giving to
0: you a, a girl minute. to say yes? You got. You got a minute to answer. You got a minute. A minute. A minute goes by know, fast as hell. Don't
1: know, because they talked about this on the on pod, they was like, "You know how long fifteen seconds is, especially in public." One, two, <laughs> bro, you giving her that much time to think? It's like I'm giving hey, you I'm a minute. By the time I'm getting on one,
0: answer. by the time I'm getting on one knee, it's like. You need to be
1: saying like, yes by the time I get on
0: one knee, basically. Like you, you yes. like you said, like she probably damn to crying by the time you get on the knee and all that. But that's
1: usually that. a good sign, though. I feel like that's usually a good sign.
0: But see, y'all walking into it with the negativity that she ain't finna get no good signs. <laughs> you y'all walking into it like she finna be standing there like this. Like okay, if she's standing like this, then yeah, like fifteen seconds. But if it's a no, genuine, I'm saying fifteen
1: seconds is even long though. That's why I'm like, would you even give a fifteen? Because Like I just said, that's a long time, especially in public. Oh my goodness, one
0: I'll amend my two. answer 30 seconds. You got 30 seconds,
1: so you're on one knee for 30 seconds. 15, like
0: seconds. what you keep changing. It. What you mean, on my one knee for 30 seconds? Like, if by the you're asking,
1: if you're asking, if you get on one knee, bro, if you get on one knee and you say, Okay, I still gotta get my
0: speech, I still gotta do a lot, I still gotta. But I'm I gotta saying gotta tell when you, you
1: get on one knee, so you're giving her the ring, the ring is in front of her, so you gave your speech, okay.
0: So but you I, you said you put I get my speech every day. That's what I'm saying. After the speech. <laughs> you okay, put a lot of extra the, shit. You oh put the extra God. shit in there. You I'm counting shit. everything. Like you okay, you, so oh you count God. everything. I'm
1: just saying the question to answer ratio, how much you given in between that? Take out the speech.
0: The oh, five to ten to, seconds. Five to ten seconds.
1: Okay. See, that's what I'm saying. That's the answer that I was looking At, for.
0: As soon as the words will you marry me leave my mouth, like 10 seconds, I'm gonna need an answer. Like within ten seconds, I'm
1: gonna need to answer. <laughs> oh yeah, bro.
0: But I'm, I'm thinking you included me getting on. Oh, my knee.
1: who do speech? Me. You doing speeches before? Usually, you do a speech before you get on one knee.
0: No, you gotta do it when you get on your knee.
1: Usually, you say yada yada yada. You know, what I'm saying I've been feeling this way. I'm done. Well, da, da, da. that that's if you're
0: taking. That's if you're not taking a surprise approach. Like if you're trying to like. If you're trying to get on one knee and then she turn around and see you type shit, then that's when you give a speech on one knee. Yeah, but yeah. but if you're not trying to give no surprise and you just yeah. talking to her type shit, then that's when you get your speech and then get on one knee. Yeah.
1: Yeah. See a lot me, of extra shit.
0: Knowing me, I'm going to probably try and be the surprise type person. So I'm probably going to be on my knee by the time I get my speech.
1: This nigga Edgar said 30 seconds between question and asking. I'm, like,
0: I'm including that's everything. That's funny as fuck. <laughs> I'm including everything. I'm including.
1: Bro, in public, 30 seconds is forever. Time move different in public, bro. Oh, yeah.
0: The embarrassment
1: is going to be crazy. If you're on your knees for 30 seconds while everybody recorded, most likely, it's just like, all right, man, I need this answer right now, nigga. I agree. I agree. <laughs> and I agree. Uh, another one, bro. Oh, this is a good one. Them niggas had me crying on this one. Would you rather have $100 million to never fuck or masturbate ever again?
0: No. <laughs> no, that, that was that was an easy question.
1: I honestly felt the same exact way, bro. I felt the same exact way. Them niggas uh, kept trying to bring up family and all that shit. You can take care of your family.
0: I don't care. Oh, I need <laughs> sex. I need it. Anybody under the age of eighteen, listening, I'm sorry, but I, I had to get adultish for a second. I need sex. I need.
1: That's real, bro. Niggas, as a human,
0: $50. like literally, as a human. But he like, did
1: say he. But he did say you can lick. You can lick, but you can't fuck masturbate.
0: Whoa! First of first off, you you can't not masturbate. Like you're gonna implode. I, I believe like you can implode by not getting off. Like,
1: That's what they said on the pod, bro. They
0: said I'm not, I'm you not imploding. Lick,
1: you can lick for, and you got a hundred million dollars, and you can lick, but you can't fuck, can't masturbate. So I said, I said, Nah, I couldn't do it, bro.
0: I don't want to <laughs> <I> implode. <laughs> Next question. Next question. I don't want to implode. No. Nope.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, bro. But those are two funny shits I had seen this uh this past day or oh, past couple of days. That shit was hilarious. Uh, moving on to entertainment, bro. BT Hip Hop Awards was on last night. I know you watched them. So how did you feel about the performance that
0: happened? Uh. It's, it's still weird watching virtual shows, so I still kind of had to get into the feel of it. But um, the performances were good for the most part. I love the City Girls to death. Everybody know I love City Girls. Their performance was meh, but they look bad as hell. All the background dancers, bad as hell. Um, So I still applaud them for that. And they, they do their best. Like They're not really the best live performers, but their songs still hit. Uh, Lil Baby and 42 Doug, we paid. They snapped with they intro into the show and everything. All the performances were great. I loved all the Cyphers. Uh, I, I really wanted to pay attention to that because the past few years, Cypher's been up and down with me a lot. It's like a lot of new artists in this day and age don't care to Cypher. And they don't really, like when they do it, it's like they don't give 100%. So I'm like, damn, bro, has ciphering died? In the world of hip hop, in the culture of hip hop, they
1: don't freestyle no more.
0: Yeah, and it's like even if you write your freestyle, like just get into the booth and like spit it, spit it like you didn't write it. Like a lot of people don't even want to do that no more. So I'm like, has Cipher and died? But 2020 BET Hip Hop Awards, y'all snap. Rhapsody, YBN Cordae, Tiana Taylor, um, Polo G, uh, who It was this one Hispanic dude. He snapped. Um, Brandy. I ain't expect Brandy to snap. Like er- mm-hmm. everybody who did a on. Um, oh that that one big girl that be having a cat uh, can't think of a name right now. Everybody who had a cipher they snapped The Jamaican dance hall cipher they snapped. That was different. I never seen that before. So shout out to all them who did their thing with that. I I love watching rap battles. So that was that's a part of hip hop culture for me that stands out. Yeah, and
1: I ain't watched it last night. I don't watch any award shows. Man, I cannot get into them things no more, man. I used to watch the BT Awards like a minute ago when they were actually good, probably early 2010s, but I can't watch them. Never watched the Grammys, the Emmys, hip-hop awards. I just can't get into none of that no more. I don't even know what it is. I just can't get into award shows no more, bro. But yeah, shout, out, shout out
0: to the, out
1: to the 85 South Show. Yeah. 85 South Show. Right? That was the reason I should have watched it because I, know, I already know. I already watched their podcast and shit like that. So I already know they funny as hell, but I know they did their thing. What you was saying?
0: No, I was just going to say the same thing. Oh, okay. and uh, I like the fact that they produced it themselves. Like, they pro- they produced majority of the show and um, the way they hosted and everything. They produced that most of themselves. So shout out to them. they was Carlos... about to
1: go to the top, bro. With no wilding mm-hmm. out now, they, they, they did a good job of setting themselves up outside of Wilder, now a lot right. of people just build a brand off that build it off instagram but they did a good job of getting the individual uh accomplishments with the 85 south show bro. so i want to applaud them for that because they already i, been- I
0: really do applaud them i applaud yeah. them for that. and they had an interview with the breakfast club um like a couple of days ago and i didn't even know this was a rumor but it was rumored that nick cannon was low-key grooming them mostly dc young fly he was grooming him and Carlos and Chico to try and be the next host for future generations of Wild and Out. I didn't know that. I didn't know But either. once the situation happened with Viacom firing Nick and all that, on Charlemagne and Envy and Angela, they asked him, are y'all going to try and be the next host? Are y'all going to pick up that mantle? And DC said, uh, they all said no. But DC pointed out, he was like, look, Nick the OG. Nick hired me. Viacom ain't hire me. Like them them corporate people, they ain't hired me. Nick hired me himself. And that mm-hmm. entire he was like from the people at the front door to the people who do the lights to everybody in there, it felt like family. Like we didn't feel like we was going to work. So for me to accept the mantle from corporate and not getting it passed down from Nick, I wouldn't want to do that. Like I just I feel like that'd be a backstab to just walk in and act like ain't nothing happened and just be the new host. So I applaud them for that. DC always been a real one. Chico and Carlos always been real. And I totally agree with you. They podcast and they platform in general just, it's been a skyrocket for real. Yeah,
1: exactly. They bringing all the all the OGs on. I think they had Buster Rhymes on a couple of weeks ago.
0: Hey, that's low-key their best interview. In fact, and Iman and And Shumpert and Buster Rhymes, low-key the best ones.
1: Yeah. I, I fuck with the one, uh, what's his name? Kenny, Kenny's main? Kenny Maine? Something like that. Damn, what's ball dude.
0: Oh oh I know it's the, I don't remember his name, but I know it's he about. used to work he used to work, he used to work
1: with Jay Z. He used to work with jay
0: I ain't fully watched that one, but I know what you're talking about.
1: That was another one. I like when they just dropping gems throughout it. Buster yeah. was another one. They would just he was just dropping gems, dropping gems. So I love
0: shout out to Buster Rhymes, bro. A lot of people of our generation and younger, they just look at Buster Rhymes as an old head. They don't really be knowing Buster Rhymes. The only song that people of our generation or younger really mess with Buster Rhymes with is the chris brown song look at me Now" nah, when he mm. did that legendary no breath verse yeah. so you forget about the fact that Buster rhymes came out early 90s and was just he been around for so long like he was the real he was really one of the main people who pioneered like doing a whole bunch of features and everything and mm. all of that type of stuff and the, the way he made videos so animated nobody was doing animated videos like him and missy elliott
1: so mm-hmm. the fact
0: that he's just such a legend, bro, if you don't really rock with Buster Rhymes, I feel like all of y'all should watch that podcast because he breaks it down and goes through his whole career. He talked about when him and Jay-Z went to the same school and they rap battled each other and everything. So mm-hmm. it's like, damn, bro, he's been in the game too long. So he's somebody who deserves his flowers. Now I'm glad 85 South Show gave him his flowers. And anybody that don't know, y'all need to watch that.
1: Definitely, bro, definitely. And next topic, bro, is the certified lover boy with, uh, with Drake, bro. He dropped his little trailer this week. Uh, It looks like it's going to be a... Is it going to be a mix of everything he's done? I don't know. I, I was kind of confused by the commercial or the trailer.
0: I feel like he's... I said this on Facebook. I think I said this on Twitter, too. Low-key, I'm believing the hype of this album. I feel like this might be a top three project from Drake. I didn't say that about Scorpion, and I like Scorpion, but I didn't say that about Scorpion. I ain't say that about More Life. I ain't say that about the Dark Lane demos. I ain't say nothing like that. But Certified Lover Boy, the work that he done put into, it's the fact that he was supposed to drop it this year, and he felt like 2020 did not deserve this album. The fact that he said, no, we finna push this shit all the way to January, and I'm finna drop it the beginning of the year, I feel like he really got some shit on him. For real,
1: I don't think nothing can top his old shit. Nothing can top uh, Take Care and uh, what's name? Shit, so actually, something can top Take Care, but nothing was the same. Can't be topped, in my opinion. Views got way too many hits. So, those are two albums I don't think can be top, personally. But uh, Take Care can be top. And I'm trying to figure out if it's trying to be, a, if he mixes everything together. So, it's going to be rapping Drake or is it just going to be. R&B Drake is going to mix everything together. But
0: I feel like he's been giving us a lot of rapping Drake for the past couple of years now. So I feel like he's... The fact that he, in the little advertisement he gave, he gave nothing was the same remade pictures and take care of remade pictures. I feel like he's really going back in his old bag and really going to give us that R&B Drake again. I feel like we, we might get one or two rap songs on there, but I feel like he's going to give us a lot of take care vibes with some nothing was the same emotional type vibes. Yeah. I feel like that's what it's going to be.
1: Yeah. As long as he leave pop smoke Drake at home, man, I can't bang out with the pop smoke Drake, man. I really can't. The British Drake, he got to lead that all at the career when he come with this album, bro. Got to, got to, got to.
0: Cause they be the, having bars when he like that, but it, it just don't hit.
1: It don't sound right. Right. It just don't sound right with Drake or he'll have somebody featured in the song. And it's just like the feature fucked up the vibe.
0: Yeah, it it'll mess up the whole song. Like that Playboy, everybody thought that Playboy Cardi feature was gonna go crazy, and it didn't. It didn't. I was like,
1: what's that song? Um, it was on More Life, and it had a British dude, Galia Galaya. You know the song I'm talking about? It was Drake, and it was KMT featuring KMT. Oh
0: KMT, yeah, I forgot his whole name or whatever, but yeah,
1: yeah, it was that it was that Galia song, and I was just like. Drake first burst. That shit was a rock in the... Oh, guy Chester.
0: Gile Chester.
1: Guy Chester. Chester. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that was er,
0: featuring. It was featuring. Hermes Gile.
1: Link. Yeah. I feel Link. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So Drake first burst was fire. And then he had came in with Gile Chester. And it's just like, oh, you can let this nigga at home, dog. Damn, I was making. out. It before. was
0: like, because I ain't going to lie. Drake be... He gives people a chance to build their brand. So I can't be mad at that. Even if it messes up the song for that portion, I'm like, hey, he giving light to somebody who might flourish in the future. Mm -hmm. Like Jivian, nobody really heard of that. You had some people that knew who he was, but until he dropped Chicago Freestyle, nobody really knew who that was. Like, So now everybody listening to him. Now I see so many people say they listen to him now. I'm like, I didn't know who this dude was until that song came out.
1: Man, is baby Sampha, bro. He gonna keep being referred to as Baby Sampha. I'm looking for a Sampha album too. That 2017 Sampha album, Elect—I uh I forgot what it's called—Electric Something, and mm. I bang with it. So he need to come out with something soon, bro. Sampha yeah. Ghost. Uh,
0: shout out the Young Blue. He uh Drake featured on the song mine. uh I forgot the name of it.
1: Mine's Mine
0: Still. Mine Still. Mine yeah. Still. <laughs> that that hey that Drake feature you
1: do wonders for your career. <laughs> He
0: snapped oh, for that song. That Drake feature snapped. Like mm-hmm. that man says so much real shit. I'm like Is he doesn't know me. Does he, he know, does he know my life? Like <laughs> I was like he was like I know them type of hugs. That's the same shit I used to do with women that I know I used to fuck. I was like he knows me. Oh. <laughs> he knows me. I'm like this man is my spirit animal. Well, <laughs>
1: <Boy. laughs> Crazy, bro. All right, bro. That's all I have for entertainment, bro. Uh, Pass the ox, bro. What is your song of the week?
0: Song of the week for Pastor Ox. Good question. I've been on and, my old Kanye flow lately. So I'll say yeah. heard him say by Kanye with um. Heard him say. Yeah.
1: Nothing. Oh, that's Point LaRoe. Adam, Adam
0: Levine. Adam
1: Levine. Damn, I said Font Yeah, yeah, Adam Levine. Uh mine is slow down featuring or slow down by reason featuring Alameda. But I do want to let y'all know this. And let me know um, in the comments or on Twitter if y'all be interesting, interested in us discussing favorite albums of an artist or something like that. I've been thinking about doing that recently for the Past the Art, uh, Art segment, bro. So let me know on Twitter or on uh, on Twitter. Definitely let me know about that. Because I was thinking about Wale Projects earlier earlier today and uh, yesterday. And I was like, damn, what's his best album?
0: You're not- in my head. Wale don't get enough appreciation, bro. Yeah.
1: So we definitely need to talk about Wale soon, bro. So I want to talk about Wale's favorite album. So I'll post a poll on, like, his top four albums or whatever. Y'all can pick, and then we can discuss on the pod.
0: The album About Nothing. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> yes Wale's, sir. Wale with the pen is crazy, bro. He might not be on your, like, top five lyricist's list or something like that. But Wale is pressure, bro. He's mm-hmm. pressure. Oh, yeah. he, he, he gave us a lot of great poetry. The beginning of Dice Pineapples is the best part of the song. It is. <laughs> it is. Yeah, uh, I, I get mad when people skip that part of the song. No, no. Nah. You uh, can't but, listen uh, to the song without hearing that.
1: <laughs> I can when, uh Damn, who was on that song? Because Fabulous. Fabulous had that song on his. He had remixed it or whatever and put his verse on there. I always skip that version. But the original version with Rick Ross and Drake. Well, Drake was on there, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we all Dre, three Dre's on that,
0: the, chorus. He the yeah, chorus. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So we all three of them on that. Yeah, you can't skip the chorus. You can't skip. Can't skip Wale. But yeah, definitely let me know if you rock with that, bro. Because I feel like "Album About Nothing" and "Uh Gifted" are probably his two best albums. But Ambition. I
0: know
1: that we said "Ambition" could be up there Ambition. too. Ambition. That's the illest bitches live is on there. It's a lot of it's a lot of good ones on there.
0: It's a lot of my Miami Nights. Uh, yeah, the yeah. song "Ambition." Lotus Flower Bones on that. Lotus day. Flower. Yeah, amb, yeah. Ambition up there. Ambition up yeah. there. That. That was, was that his debut?
1: Was that? That might have been. Oh, no. It was another one. It had um, Diary, I think. was some
0: shit Diary. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that might have been it. I think that was his most hyped album. Attention
1: Deficit was his first one.
0: Right, 19, right,
1: right. That was Mama Told Me. was on that,
0: that. That was his debut album, but his most hyped album was Ambition yeah 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 yep. yeah yeah.
1: oh yeah because had lotus flower bomb sabotage white linen illus bitch that way don't hold your applause yes that shit hits but yeah i would give it the, the gifted and album about nothing probably my favorite too but the one he just dropped was solid too though but i don't think it's like top tier like the
0: other. Mm-hmm. yeah 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 yeah
1: uh do you have anything else bro before we wrap it up no nah, that's it all right bro hit them with the social media
0: you can follow us on Twitter at QE Podcast One. You can follow us on Instagram at Q underscore and underscore E underscore podcast. You can follow and like our Facebook page, Q and E Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Click the notification bell and hit all so you can see anytime that we drop new episodes. Our email Q A-N-D-E podcast at gmail.com for any business inquiries, questions, concerns, fan mail. We'll get back to you on there as soon as possible. Quincy's Twitter is Q underscore Hicks three. Mine is Edgar Martin 97. You can also reach Quincy on Instagram at Q Hicks production, and you can reach me at Edgar Martin official shot the blue collar media group and MCMV sports. And thank you all again for who participated in our anniversary contest. Like I said before, we'll have a lot more to come holiday season is coming. So keep a lookout for anything we announce around then and going into the new year of 2021. I feel like everybody is trying to have a better next year than what this year has been for us. There's been a lot going on. So part of us rebranding ourselves is going to be getting you all a lot more involved. So just keep a lookout for any contests coming up in the future.
1: Yes, and subscribe to the podcast platforms as well. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio. So definitely subscribe. Subscribe to the YouTube, like Edgar just said. And subscribe to my YouTube. Uh, Type in Quincy Hicks into the search bar, bro. We're up to 60... Seven subscribers on that channel. Just
0: posted a video yesterday.
1: So yes, keep sir. on subscribing, bro. Appreciate that. We definitely appreciate that. And uh I think that is it.
0: Uh, road to 200. We done crossed 100 subscribers on YouTube for the podcast 118, platform.
1: 118, I think. 118. Yeah, so
0: road to 200 right now. We're going to keep going to the hundreds until we get to chase that thousand mark. So yes, road to 200 right now.
1: All right, man. But we appreciate y'all for listening. And we out. Peace.